0: This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. RJ Bella, And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection, one spine number at a time, in order to release. This week, we're watching movies with a story so nice, it's told twice, as we watch Spine 232 in the Criterion Collection, Yasujiro Ozu's A Story of Floating Weeds from 1934, and Mm. the remake, Floating Weeds from 1959. But first, Mm? RJ... Wow. You know, we were promised this storm to end all storms or something, it seemed, today. And uh, as is usual, it was uh, a whole lot of nothing.
1: Um. Well, I mean, it stormed for like 10 minutes. We got a pretty good for yeah. 10 minutes. For about 10 minutes. For about 10 minutes. I mean, I don't know, like a week ago, there was a tornado like yeah. an hour away from us, so. I want more of that. It's... It's here. It's just we don't like totally have it yet, you know. No, you know what I mean, J Boy.
0: I kept getting uh at the old at the old comic shop. All these mm-hmm. people kept saying, "Oh man, I thought I was really going to storm. I was just going to stay home and like really take in the like indoor storm life." But then it just got really nice outside, and the sun came out. It's like, oh, I guess I have to go do things now.
1: <laughs> well, I mean. I, I I can sympathize with that because I do like excuses not to have to do stuff, even though I'm, I mean, realistically, Jared, I'm not going to do stuff anyways, but it's nice when the pressure is off where you're like, oh, I should go do stuff. And then, but then it's raining. You're like, ooh, my favorite. It's my favorite. I like it when it rains, you know, sit on the couch, listen to the rain, fall asleep in like five seconds. Ugh. Delicious. Delicious.
0: Crack that, Delicious. Cr- crack that bedroom window open a little bit. Just a little bit. Get that, I had a uni- get that pitter-patter.
1: The pitter-patter of your heart, Jarrett. Yeah. Your heart. I had a university professor once who always used to say delicious. She was she was like talking about like, she's talking about like Ed and she'd be like, you know kids do the I, most delicious I'm little talking, things. I'm talking about Ed, what, what'd he do? You remember Ed TV? Yeah. The, yeah. Did you ever watch that show? No. Why not?
0: Because I don't know it wasn't on my radar.
1: Maybe it should be on your radar, bud. Is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, along with all of the television shows I have yet to watch or rewatch.
1: Yeah, hey, when are you gonna watch um Atlanta? There's been like nine people who've asked you to watch that. What's the deal, bud?
0: Well, now it's just stubbornness. And and actually that's not true. It's because there's no way to watch it. Unless I want FXX. Oh in my you life could, which I you don't you could buy the physical copies on DVD that's just, that's just stupidity mm-hmm. I'm not Good paying point, premium yes. prices for
1: DVD mm. you could um, you could contact Donald Glover personally see if he might send it to you.
0: say hey I don't want to pay for this thing you've made can you uh, give it to me you're, you're, undying fan.
1: <laughs> Tell him he'll get exposure for it. Cause we'll talk about it on the podcast. Nice. I'll definitely,
0: that's good. These are all really good ideas. I bet right? you, I bet you he, he's never received an email saying, Hey, we do a podcast and we want free stuff. You know, I think it'll be good for mm. your career.
1: <laughs> I mean, he might not have, he he strikes me as one who might not even have an email. He's just, you know, he's just cooler than that. But, uh. I mean, I've never actually tried to get free stuff because of a podcast. Mostly because the three people who listen, they don't live here. So, right. You know. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Jer? What's going on with you this week? Retail is still is everyone still coughing all over the place on you or what? Right, right into your face,
0: and yeah. and then they tell you, it, well, in between coughs, it's like you know those like uh mm-hmm. those Twitter posts I'm not sick. <laughs> where it's like it's all caps and they say. This and then there's the hands clapping. Clap means clap. You know that really obnoxious thing people, mm-hmm. people do that, but they cough, and they, it's pretty impressive that they can speak and then cough in between each word with with intent. And real do they real throat clearers?
1: Oh yeah, they clear the throat, buddy. Covid
0: I... <coughs> is a uh, <coughs> scam. It's a big. It's a big scam. Big it's over, scam. It's overhyped overhyped yeah Yeah. like it's like the
1: criterion creeps of the diseases it's a a
0: summer blockbuster yeah
1: uh i the one i hear a lot is people are just like oh i'm not sick (laughs) don't worry
0: it's just a just a cough
1: or something it's like that's the definition of sick well is it
0: what if you just have to clear your throat maybe eat some like i don't know what, what sort of chips do you eat again
1: Salt and Vinnie's baby. Yeah, what's
0: some some of that like? Salt and Vinny got down the pipe, the wrong pipe. No, they, and then they just come in and they're like, "Oh, excuse me, the, I, the I, I, I didn't, ha, I didn't have deep. any bottled water uh, to uh, help cleanse the palate, flush carbonated it
1: down. bottled water.
0: Just any kind of bottled water. A Perrier? Are you talking about some? Uh, per-
1: yeah, yeah. We uh, we get like um, we get like the the bargain brand now, just because it's cheaper. But we've dabbled in Perrier. Right. Hey, do you want to hear about this goofy bitch that I saw cough the other day, Jared? Yeah, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you about this thing. Tell me tell me all about it. So I was in an enclosed area, and uh, I was like – I was a good distance away from this lady. She was like 30, 30 40 feet away. Uh, and I was looking at her in the face. She was wearing a mask. And she like goes to – she like – her shoulders kind of shrug up, and her head goes down, like kind of the posture of like sneeze, coughing. And you're like, okay, she's so going to sneeze, cough. But at least she's wearing a mask. And then as soon as she goes to sneeze, she grabs her mask, pulls it under her, like pulls it down. So her face is exposed and then Fulmon sneezes into the into the space we were in. And then she puts the mask back on and covers her face. And I was just like this lady lady. What a lady. (laughs) My kind of lady. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is this is why this is, is here, you know she was wearing the mask all she had to do was sneeze into it she didn't want to be inconvenienced it's disgusting then she would have got sick because she would have been breathing in the sneeze yeah she doesn't want to get covid right so she can't sneeze in her own mask oh uh, i guess you got a point there you see you you got a point there okay well anyways i was uh i was stunned by it it was a new one for me yeah. i was like huh you were flummoxed yeah, I've never seen that one. Pull down the mask to sneeze, and then put the mask back on. You go, hmm. hmm. But uh, but besides that, uh, I I see fewer masks than ever now, and it's like, hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's... I don't know.
0: And some some states uh, have like had an increase in the last whatever week over week of like fifty percent or something like that. And you're like, this is very good. I like this. This is very encouraging. Good numbers. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're moving
1: in the right direction, guys.
0: Yeah,
1: unbelievable. But
0: you know that economy, you gotta keep, gotta, gotta make sure it's uh, safe.
1: Well, we gotta protect uh, those olive oil tasting shops. Ben, where are we gonna taste olive Ooh. oil?
0: The olive oil uh, uh, lobby did not like whatever you just said there. They heard. They heard you. and then they go, uh oh,
1: oh, hit, hit mute, hit mute." Mm-hmm. See, they know I'm onto it. At one point, Creepsville, a city of population a hundred thousand people, had three separate olive oil tasting stores in town. And you know what? You know how many we have now, Jared? None. None. Yeah, none. But it's like those are the kind of stores that are lobbying to be opened. They're like, they're like people got a taste for olive I, oil. I feel
0: like these people deserve to go out of business when they go out of business.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm not going to take that kind of stance. Uh, this is where I <laughs> real, real. myself from. you. Oh, okay. I, I take. I don't mean any way. i But you know,
0: if you're going to like make a product that is, at best, niche. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. And then you're like, oh, you know what really killed us? That that two other places opened up at the exact same time, selling the exact same product. You go, was there a demand beforehand? Let us know right into the Criterion Keeps Gmail. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You can say, I am so sad that my olive oil tasting shops have gone away. And Mm -hmm. I I don't
1: know why. It seemed like such a great idea. You, you, you gotta, you gotta find out, bud, because I, I'm really curious. And the other thing about these ones is they were all downtown. They were all in like within a two kilometer, like vicinity of each or not even like, not even one kilometer. They were like 500 (sighs) feet away from each other. These places is like, how, how,
0: I feel like, I feel like this was the equivalent of like, these are the three people who absolutely bought bridges. In what sense? In the sense that like someone came around, hey. You, you you want to be uh, your own boss? It's, do I? And they're like, well, oh, I let see. me tell you, olive oil. And people go, what? It's like, yeah, it's every, it's in everyone's kitchen. People use mm-hmm. it every day, every day. You want to be in on this action? And you're like, well, 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 that sounds amazing.
2: <laughs> and, then they, then some,
0: and then they're like, they bought in. They're like, well, well, if you want to do olive oil, right? I mean, you, you should see how this is going in Seattle. <laughs>
1: hmm. Well, it's like come to my shop uh, where we create fine artisanal olive oils. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, too, the thing is they go probably go buy like a five liter at Costco and then they put some sprigs of dill in it and it's a dill olive oil. And then it is artisanal because they, they crafted it themselves.
0: Very smart. I mean, there's a fellow in town who's making some uh, like beard oil. He's got his own, his own. He is making yeah, it? Yeah, he's making beard oil. And I mean, all this stuff, it's chemistry, right? You just got to get the, mm. you got to put the, assemble the pieces, you get your, keep your costs down, and then you, you try to make something that people want to use all the time.
1: I I mean, I wouldn't want to use this random man's beard oil, but uh, well, I like, mean, I mean.
0: Yeah, he comes over and he just uh, yeah. whips
1: it up. I don't know about you, but I just let the normal juices of whatever I'm eating kind of moisten my beard.
0: Absolutely. You know, maybe it's a roast chicken. You let it dribble down and moisten. Roast chicken?
1: Baked beans? No. Whatever. Ribs? Know. Just let it get in there.
0: You got to get those ribs in there. So this is a rib podcast now? Uh, it's an email podcast.
1: Oh, okay. We, do we got any uh, emails, Jerry? We got
0: we got some. First Females? up. Nope. Mm-hmm. Oliver Granger with an email entitled <laughs> "Food Court Fun." Uh-oh. Hey, great to hear a new voice on the show, especially a non-established friend of the show. But mm-hmm. was a great episode, especially liked when you all were thrown off topic, investigated Fritz's
1: eye patch. <laughs>
0: RJ mentioned, Wait,
1: would, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I, I was just gonna say that was that's an irrelevant to the episode, right? Uh, it's both relevant and
0: irrelevant. Okay, oh, yeah. and that's enough. I think that's why it's so enjoyable. Mm. RJ mentioned his friend ate leftover food from the food court. Yes. I have done this before. I was having dinner with... I know. know. This is... Oliver. I was having dinner with my mother and her husband. (laughs) There were a couple near us eating a teriyaki chicken bento box each. At nice Japanese places, (sighs) these always come with sashimi. But they... Both must have been super basic, and none of them touched their sashimi. I was watching them like a hawk. They both got up from a table, so we all took their bentos and finished them off.
1: They all, it's, so like, like the, whole, the, the whole the family,
0: the whole... they all descended like vultures in the food wow. court. Ha! Turns out they went to the bathroom before leaving, so they had to come past their table again. They gave us dirty <laughs> looks as they could tell what we had just done. Firstly, I love sashimi, oh. and I can't stand oh, food wastage. Food wastage—it's like a goat. Oh, <laughs> I buddy, even... I am the guy at lunch meetings who finishes off colleagues' food. Oh, buddy, <laughs> it's a scavenger. Oliver, oh, I- ah. out. Do you do you lick your fingers?
1: You're eating... You, you, you know, he does yeah. because he's not wasting a single does he drop. Like, d- d- does he like other people's finger? Okay. Oh, so wow. I understand the food wastage part about that, but I mean, wow. there's a line to that too, because like, even sometimes Andrew will be like, well, we can't throw this out. And I'll be like, it's like completely rotten. It's like, we should probably throw it out. Oh, but
0: oh, great. Oliver is really the Costanza
1: of, he uh, is. of, of the uh, creeps universe. Yes. So I, I have a question for him though. So this guy that I knew. He used to go like – he didn't even – he wasn't even watching the food. He would just like walk through the food court and see some fries and he would eat that shit. So I was like, I understand Oliver. He's like, he was watching like a hawk. I get it. Whatever. It's a little bit better. One time though, this guy I know, he was eating a Whopper and we were walking down an alley because the Burger King was right beside the high school and there was an alley between them. So we were walking down the alley from the Burger King to the high school chair. You follow? Mm-hmm. Do you follow?
0: Exactly <laughs> what you're talking about.
1: So he was eating this Whopper and the tomato fell out of it onto the the dirt gravel alley. He picked up the tomato, he shook it off and he put it back into his whopper and he continued to eat it. Now is that is that a line Oliver would cross? I mean this thing was just riddled with dust, dirt and like <laughs> I don't know, there's probably like used condoms in that alley too. Anything went behind Burger King. Anything, uh, well, especially behind Burger King. Anything jared so my biggest question oliver is would he do the uh the little tomato uh tomato toss and put that bad boy back in (laughs) you know what i mean oh my god not good
0: you know last thing i thought you know starting up a (laughs) podcast about the criterion collection (laughs) we'd be getting emails about (laughs) people eating food court scores (laughs)
1: Well, I mean, our Vogo isn't like a big, puby, well, C for nothing. I mean,
0: I guess. I mean, hey, I mean, I, I, who knew that it would get so good? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's oh, bad. Yes, saying, I understand. I mean, we, we're doing it. We're doing it here. Okay.
1: Good, good.
0: Next, Jackson.
1: Uh-huh.
0: With an email titled, Don't Touch Mabuse. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think. Hey, creeps. Given Justin Peterson mentioning the ocean recently, that got me wondering: Have any of the creeps been to or even swimming in the Hudson Bay? What? <laughs> no, uh, no, <laughs> no. If not been swimming in the Hudson Bay, I've been to the Bay Department Store.
1: Yeah, it's a little overpriced, but man, is it good!
0: good, good quality furniture,
1: good quality do you, furniture. Do you
0: like modernist aesthetics in your furniture? That mid or not, not
1: mid-century. Whew. Baby. I think the equivalent for that would be like the distance cuz he uh, is possibly in the Washington area. It'd be like going from Washington I th- to I think Chicago. That's uh, that'd be like the trek.
0: Uh something like that if it's it's a yeah. long it's a long stretch. So so sadly no. No no nope. uh, Hudson Bay for either of us. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, what is the furthest north you guys have traveled? I've always wanted to go to uh mm-hmm. uh Talyuk. Say that again, Jared. yoke
1: Oh yeah, is that uh is that a real place?
0: Tallowyok?
1: Well, how do you spell it?
0: T A L Yeah. O Y O A K.
1: Okay wait. Tallurjuke? What does that mean? So that's a different spelling. Okay, okay, okay. It's in none of it, Jared. None of it's it. Not none... It's in none of it. It's close to the border with Yellowknife, apparently. No, wait, those are completely on opposite ends. The That's hell?
0: Pretty far north. I knew um, one of the uh, faculty in my department. He uh, he and his wife spent a lot of time
1: teaching up there. Mm. Yeah, none of it is. They're called Ecalulet, and uh, that is a Ica- frequently used in uh, Alberta education as a comparison to art area for weather and things like that. Jared. The mayor apparently of this place is named Chuck Pizzolio. <laughs> Chuck Pizzolio.
0: I was also wondering if there are oh, any yeah. Cannibal Boom films that are worth watching aside from Cannibal Holocaust.
1: I think you'd have to field that one. Shit! Yeah.
0: No. That movie's, uh, I've never seen it. I think that movie's the shit. But uh, even though it's got like a really nice uh, guy's like dick being like just cut off, his balls are intact, but he's got like a dick hole stump. That's pretty. It's pretty pretty cool looking. Kind of. Yeah. Let's take a look. Uh, See, I I have a book called "Eaten Alive" and it has like it was like from like 2002 or so. Like it was like right right at the crux, right at the beginning of the boom, the zombie boom, Mm -hmm. and. it mentions some of these, but I, I think they're all shit. Like other than Cannibal Holocaust, I think, mm. but I'm looking at the, it's a cannibal world list someone has here on, uh, the letterbox. Which ones have I mm. seen? Almost none of them are good though.
1: The ju- I don't know. There's something
0: about these like, yeah, those Italian z- jungle movies. Hmm. Cannibal man. That's hardly not right. White cannibal queen. Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know. I honestly haven't seen enough of them, but you know, let's, let's see if like, it's really uh, Joe D'Amato and
1: uh, his, uh, his fuck style.
0: Who? Jared? What, what? I was just making sure you were paying
1: attention. I'm listening about Joe D'Amato so and we got fuck sl- style.
0: Slave of the Cannibal God from uh, Sergio Martino. I mean, uh, what do we got here for uh, the, the consensus of my fall, people? It's anywhere from two stars uh, all the way to three and a half okay I mean is that good it doesn't sound too good I mean and then there's Mm. Eaten Alive from 1980 the Toby Hooper movie Uh, that that is a range of one star from even the hardened like genre fans uh, to a three Mm. and a half from very forgiving people historically speaking so yeah I don't know it might be I mean Jackson you got that you got that Scarecrow video do that deep dive let us know
1: Where's Scarecrow
0: video, Jarrett? Uh, around somewhere in America, undisclosed.
1: Scarecrow Boat—that was the name of uh Chris uh, Pratt's band mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, Parks Re- and Rec. Regarding Jarrett's
0: call for the film Brain Leeches, I can get you a copy by next week's episode, hopefully. No YouTube link though, so I can't call you a dummy. Ha! Sweet. Well, mm-hmm. oh, that would be that would be swell. That would be swell. And finally, following up on the discussion of some films being unavailable comp- uh, compromised by poor VHS transfers, what are some underseen films that you would hope to see get restorations in the future? For me personally, I'd love to see some of JX Williams and Phil Solomon's friend of Stan Brakhage work get some nice two K or even four K transfers. Keep up the work on the greatest and only slightly anti-Italian. <laughs> do
1: related podcast. I take umbrance with that. We're not, um, we're not um, slight um, umbrance umbrance. That's a word I'm using it. We're not slightly anti-Italian. We're a hundred percent anti-Italian. I have a list as a private
0: list, RJ, Okay. where I have a list of movies that need to be upgraded to HD. These okay. won't be fancy smancy titles, but oh, yeah. these are movies that I remember watching and being like, God damn, this needs to come out on, get those pixels going. Let's see is, here.
1: Is one of them video violent?
0: Uh, well, I mean, that movie should be on, like, widely available. But,
1: I mean, mm-hmm.
0: it, I, don't, I don't know if it's going to look much better. Oh, look at that. There's movies on this list that have since come out again on Blu-ray. Like The Suckling, Un- Unmasked Part 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vice Squad's got that HD. But you know what? Actually, oh, this is this one's frustrating. Is uh, 1928's The Wind. Still one of the- to what? The Wind from 1928. Oh. It's a silent movie.
2: Okay.
0: That's desperately in need of a good, like, Criterion or Kino, whoever. Get someone put it out. Uh, or how about RJ? Um, uh, Yorotsoka Doji, The uh, Legend of the Overfiend from 1989. One of my favorite movies. It's the, I mean, I want a Zack Snyder live action uh, adaptation of this thing so, bad, I- so much.
1: I like Zack Snyder live action adaptations of all of the movies, mm-hmm. even um, ones that exist.
0: Welcome home, Soldier Boys from 1972. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that! Alzana's raid. Excellent. That's also come out on Blu-ray just just in the last few months. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's tracks that RJ uh, I sold you on.
1: Which tracks? Tracks. What was that one?
0: With two X. It's like the movie with uh, what's his name Shadow. You were like, who the hell is this uh, this oh. Shadow Stevens guy? Right, a real person that exists. Oh, in spook- the world. Spookies was on my list and has now come out. Silent Partner has now come out. Oh, hmm. good, good time to be alive. Uh we really need uh Get Even. Uh Rotor AKA Rotor Revenge to come out on uh Blu-ray. Hmm. Uh a prop a good Blu-ray of Ricochet starring uh Denzel and uh it's got some uh some Lithgow uh and and Jesse the Body Ventura. Doing a prison mm. fight with phone books, mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a Warner Brothers one. Not super obscure. Mm-hmm. Um, about killer workout. That's that's got a Blu-ray. It does. Yeah. Oh. Yep, yep, bud. Out of the blue, it? out of the blue, from mm-hmm. 1980, Dennis Hopper's uh, one movie is pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, Martin supposedly coming out at some point on Blu-ray uh, mm. soon. Uh, Eyes of Fire would be great evil dead trap would be good the 1971 japanese movie demons mm-hmm. uh 1963 the demon and uh, how mm-hmm. about let's go 1978's japanese movie the demon
1: seeing a, a theme here D- is the rest of the list just demon movies
0: N- uh nope death weekend oh. from lethbridge's own uh
2: Wow! What's his name,
0: uh, William Fruitt. That would be uh, a fine film to come out finally in those little pixels. Confessions of a Serial Killer from mm. 1985. Uh, another Canadian film called Clear Cut from 1991. How about mm. chick? Uh, how about Chicken Hawk, folks?
1: I'm not on board with that, but I mean, I'll never watch it. So if it's out there, that's fine for you.
0: We have uh, Blue Blood starring Oliver Reed. Uh, the, mm. uh, the Blood of the Heroes would be... Very cool to see in HD. There's also the one mm. movie that I found out via old Guillermo del Toro, that's not too bad, called uh, Arcane Sorcerer, a.k.a. L'Arcano Incantatore, uh, directed by P- what? Pupi Avadi. That movie's pretty sweet. Pupi Avadi? Uh, P-U-P-I. Wow. See. Uh, wow. Huge. Huge. Come on. Huge. Huge. Wow. Let's see. I-, I can go. I keep going here. We have uh, a- Black Noon from 1971. It's like a okay. TV movie directed by Bernard L. Kolowski, dude. Uh, the copy of this that's available is horrendous. Like, it is so bad. I I've only, I I only saw it once, and I was like, not that impressed, but I'm like, this would probably be a lot better if I could see what was happening. Because listen to this synopsis. Mm-hmm. A traveling minister and his wife are quietly menaced by a devil cult in the Old West. By the time the good reverend figures out what's going on, it may be too late to stop the evil you think it is or I, I couldn't tell there's also a death mm. death game from 1977 that got remade uh, as knock knock with keanu reeves hmm that that needs to get uh,
1: some loving what about wrestling with shadows the hitman heart story and that's
0: fine on dvd oh oh heart uh hearts and armor from 1983 uh how about michael mann's the keep from that, that needs some some restoration. Uh,
1: I thought I heard something about that recently. Well, or...
0: It's never coming. Oh, okay. It's never coming. Okay. I'm still waiting for the Silver Globe from my boy Andre Zulowski.
1: Hmm. What about Castaway starring Tom Cruise? Castaway. From Tom have you Cruise. watched that yet? Nope.
0: I have sitting on the floor. God damn. It, How sure. about Rape, 13th Hour from 1977? I'd rather not I I see I see where you're going with this William Friedkin's Rampage that's a a gap Mm. in his uh, filmography that's not available really Mm. Uh, The Shout definitely 100% needs to come out sometime from 1978 that movie's sweet La Track from 75 these are my narrative
1: picks okay what about um, 12 Monkeys?
0: I think it's covered. I think
1: it's I, covered. I was just going through four star films that I had on here, and I was like, I wonder what which ones of these would fit into this uh, area. What about Tremors? Is that oh, is that uh, in high that, def? Yes, yeah. I think there's like a six
0: pack. Nice. It's
1: got all nice. the all the tremors. Nice. Do you want to watch Tremors for uh, a week instead of doing the Criterion movie?
0: Uh, you know. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. <laughs>
1: You're thinking about it, yeah. If enough, pe- let's we'll see if people want that. If they email in and everyone's like, "Why don't you just do a Tremors episode? We could, we could do a Tremors episode instead. We could just call it all off."
0: I'm, just, I'm just looking at this uh, Phil Solomon guy. He's got his What's MFA his from the Massachusetts College of Art. He's a v- uh, video or film art, video art guy. I can't tell exactly. Hmm. Teaches film history and aesthetics.
1: Aesthetics?
0: Aesthetics. Uh, The screenshots are pretty nice.
1: I like it. He teaches film aesthetics?
0: Film history and film aesthetics.
1: It seems like like a tough thing that you'd be able to do because it's like people's personal aesthetics are different. You know, Jerry.
0: Yeah, especially when they're in all caps with
1: spaces in between the letters. Uh, With emojis in between? Not necessarily. Hmm? So we,
0: we will leave Jackson's Mabuse alone.
1: Uh, I mean, I'll do whatever I want, Mabuse. And, uh, yeah, down with Italy. That's what I say.
0: Next up, we have Sam Sanchez. Ooh, baby. Hey, guys. Very nice to hear some Wu-Tang discussions a couple weeks back through RJ's yeah. pronunciations of Giza. Is it is it a tad suspect?
1: I think it, you can call Giza, riza and those guys, whatever. However works with you. I don't think they'd be hung up on pronunciations, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
0: Would also yeah. back Mr. Duncan in recommending Raekwon's only built for Cuban links as a must and would also toss out recent uh, Czarface. Is it Face or Scarface? Face, I guess. Releases if you enjoy Inspect a Deck.
1: I mean, I do like Inspect a Deck. No. So I'll give it a... You'll give, you, it a you'll,
0: you'll give it a spin?
1: I'll give it a spin. If uh, If Sam is recommending it, why not? Why not?
0: Also, not Wu-Tang related, but would throw out a recommendation of the new Run the Jewels. Definitely a mm. favorite of mine for this year, and I've enjoyed each of their first three albums prior to
1: this. They're they're pretty good. You ever listen to them, Jer?
0: I don't know Run the Jewels at all
1: that I know of. They're uh they're really good. It's like a I think it's a two-man group. Uh my buddy Hot Cam, he was listening to them last year. He was here and I was into a bit. Uh, they're good. And then I noticed – I watched that Dave Chappelle thing this week, and uh, he ends his little special with uh, Run the Jewels song. I think it's becoming the the song of the movement, brother.
0: And RJ has a fist up in the air.
1: Solidarity, brother. Like, dude, brother?
0: <laughs> like wrestlers? Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a game I can share. Uh, uh, my son, Switch, Fred Cohen with RJ – with four but what <laughs> okay but uh, any of you div- diving into last of us two on PS4 roughly mm-hmm. about seven hours in myself and liking it quite a bit not really sure how much video games you both play outside of some switch so just curious there so yeah I've, I've been hearing all about this last of us 2. I've been hearing about like controversial it's controversial because it's got too much praise is that the is that the controversy yeah. there's I, like I all, all these there's like some want it to fail. Yeah, probably. Something I mean, because like, like when, when did Last of Us one come out?
1: Oh, years ago, dude. Like yeah. ten years ago, maybe.
0: Yeah, because that's a that was a beginning of PS4 game, and now it's rounding out the end. Of, it's like the end of the generation stuff where it probably looks really good,
1: mm-hmm. but now we have PS5 to look forward to. Let's see. When did 2013? So only seven years ago. I thought it was longer than that. Wow. Yeah,
0: I never played that Last of Us. I know it's got like mushroom people and stuff in it, which is kind of cool. It's kind of my uh my wheelhouse, RJ.
1: Like in annihilation?
0: Yeah, less so there, but uh okay. I I've never played it cuz as I've said before, I think on this podcast, I find that video games resemble too much like work to me cuz mm-hmm. I I play I things I play them way too hard. I have to I can't do anything else until I beat them. So, mm-hmm. I avoid games as much as I can,
1: but it's because you're uh, soulless, I think, and you're a sinner so, more okay. than anything. So
0: back so like, to so the controversy is that like, yeah, there's a lot of people like some reviewers are talking about how it's like finally, uh, video games have like made art or something like that, and that's just like asinine. It's like,
1: like that's a little ridiculous because I mean, video games have always been art. Art isn't real in general, but uh, I mean, you can go back to some NES games. That's some pretty fine quality shit right there for art wise. I think so at least. Yeah, there's
0: there's like, you know, we're not going to be calling like Bugsy. Uh, mm. Art or anything like that, but you know, there's uh, definitely some art, uh, artistic merits to, like, oh, for m- sure, most video games.
1: Well, I mean, even, like, you could, like, art stuff, it's, like, that's so subjective. Like, I, I know people who'd say, like, Link to the Past on Super Nintendo is, like, one of the finest examples of art that we have in the last, like, couple decades. And, I mean, who who would you be to say that they're wrong? It's, like, that, for when it came out and all that, it's, like, I, I think it was a pretty, like, groundbreaking thing. What is art? Art isn't real, Jared. <laughs> As I've said many times. But, yeah, no, I, I saw this controversy... Too, and it, it did see, it did seem like people were like it was one of those things where I think people were hoping that it would fail or something because then then they could always be like well I never never kind of like came up to the the standards of the first video game the standards something like that. But uh, I don't have a PlayStation, so uh, I, I haven't played it. And I do not need uh, Sam's son's uh, friend code on Switch. I, I just thought if Sam was playing on his Switch, then we could play. Uh, like, as I played with uh, George C. Scott Bailey and uh, Oliver Granger is getting me into some, uh, some of his games, too. Oh, shit. But, you're, so, you're just getting passed around. I am. I am. Actually, well, so Nintendo had a big sale uh, last week, and I actually got uh, some new games, Jarrett. And speaking of art, I was going to bring it up. You ever heard of this game called Gris? G-R-I-S? Nope. Gris. uh, I would define that as an art video game because it's like a puzzle platformer, but it's mostly like, it just looks kind of pretty. It's kind of like watercolors at times, and the game is like, it starts black and white, and as you progress, you like, create you get red and then you get blue and all that stuff and it's a just real pretty game so that's a little arty you know what i mean bud real party over here sure sure So actual movie question for this week,
0: though might be tougher, Jared, to remember, is what director or actor on your most watched list is a bit surprising to you in the sense you either don't feel you've seen all that much from that director or actor or you feel doesn't really represent you that much. For me, I guess it would be Anthony Mann as a director. I've seen 19 of his apparently, which matches the same number I've seen of The Cohens, Spielberg, and Carpenter. I like Anthony Mann quite a bit, but didn't realize, realize I've seen that many. And for actors, mm-hmm. John Hurt being in my top 10 kind of surprises me, too, as I'm kind of indifferent in general. And I don't think of him as ubiquitous as someone like Steve Buscemi or John Goodman. Until next week, guys.
1: It's nice to hear from Sam. And uh, the other people who emailed in before, too, it was nice to hear from Jackson and Oliver also. And it's it's nice that uh, they were on board with uh, our episode last week. And as they pointed out, Ryan did do a, a good job. So and now we nice get he, to and, hear from all and, our and, friends. Uh,
0: Ryan is now on
1: Letterboxd. I saw that. I uh, I put a link to it on one of our um, uh, Facebook. Is where it was. Oh, okay. Facebook. I put his uh, the epi- I posted the episode on our Facebook, and then I posted his. I commented with his uh, letterbox if anyone's interested. So it's uh, it's out there now. It's out there. In terms of my directors, Stan Brackage is in one of my. Well, my top two, Roger Corman and Stan Brackage, I don't think are very representative of me at all. So, <laughs> but, but, but there. there's a
0: reason though. There's a reason that yeah. they are
1: there. But I mean, someone just looking, they might not know that, and they'd be like, Ugh, "Look at this fucking guy."
0: He he really loves Big Stan.
1: Exactly. So
0: so my mm-hmm. skew is weird because uh, I don't know. I've seen all the the big daddies, the the big enchiladas. Okay. But then I got goddamn Kevin Dunn, the wrestler. The the director of wrestling, Kevin Dunn. 171 films, RJ.
1: That's too many, Jared.
0: Yeah, well, my most watched star is Mark Calloway, the Undertaker himself.
1: I heard he just retired, Jared. Uh,
0: again, yeah. He, he also uh, believes that those blue lives matter. Well, he is a biker, Jared. He is. He definitely wants to be a biker. Don't you know
1: biker... Taker, bud?
0: I know. I know. Underbiker.
1: Underbiker is but, that what but, he's called? I don't know. <laughs> is there a name for that for his uh, alternative personas? American badass. Is that what it is? That's ridiculous. I think it might be. Seriously. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, oh. that's that's the music. He silly. Tells. That's the
0: song he comes out to. Silly, silly, silly. Booger. Uh, I also heard uh, booger red. Booger red. Booger red. For, for what? That's what Jim Ross would call him at some points because the Mark Halloway yeah. is, is, is a redhead. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. You asked. I know I did. I
1: just I didn't like the answer.
0: What do we got here? So we've got the Lord of Darkness, the man from the dark side, the Thenom, and there it is, RJ, the American badass. And oh no, but that's not all. There's also one they called him Big Evil.
1: Big evil? <laughs> yeah the dead man oh okay. the od were they just were, was, were people just shouting this out and from the crowd and they were just writing them down and then had them as fact like no, what's going on here no, he uh yeah
0: no the american badass and I, I, I do forget about big evil though that sucks big evil is pretty funny what does
1: the, the od stand for the, the overdose the
0: original dead man because oh, there's other pe- there's there's other like zombie wrestlers that came along, but he's the OG Dead Man,
1: like Bray Wyatt.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's like he's a ripoff, you know. Um. Then when he was uh the, the Punisher, Dice Morgan, Mean Mark Callaway, Mean Mark, oh Texas Dice Red. No, nah, it's all they're they're all broken down. No one cares about this. The Demon of Death Valley, The Last Outlaw, and then of course just Taker.
1: I like Taker the best.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: that's probably the most natural one, Taker. Mm-hmm. No. Taker damn near killed her. <laughs> Am I right, Jer? You, you
0: got into your, – yours is Stan Brackage, huh? Yeah, I mean <laughs> – Lloyd Kaufman.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like – yeah, exactly. It's like Stan Brackage, Lloyd Kaufman, and Roger Corman. It's like I don't like these any of these guys. Come on, get out of here. Next up, I mean, they're fine. Yeah,
0: Colin Richards.
1: Ooh, first time. Mill
0: Creek Box Sets. Hey there, creeps. Recently, Mm. my roommate and I have been purchasing 50 movie box sets from Mill Creek Entertainment and working through them. I believe this has been brought up many episodes ago, but do you find any value from these sets? Ever stumbled across any so called hidden gems from these sets? Um, Milk, Mill Creek. I'm unaware. They, so they're they're this like weird little studio that exists, and they buy like the rights up of like movies from studios, mm-hmm. like legit studios, and they just release these like fifty packs, twenty five movie packs, where you just like sometimes you dig through and you find things that like maybe that's an okay movie. Mm-hmm. I remember like ages ago that was one way you could actually watch God Told Me to for really cheap, the uh, Larry Cohen movie. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Well, I have and have a few recommendations for each of you. I think Jarrett would enjoy Robot Monster from 1953. I got a lot of enjoyment reading RJ's review of this. And for RJ, definitely check out My Tutor from 1983. It's kind of like that scene in Billy Madison where Chris Farley's striptease teaches Adam Sandler, but a full 97-minute movie, lots of hot abs and butts.
1: I, I don't know if he understands how, how much hot abs and how much hot butts I would require. It's a lot.
0: Uh, maybe you're going to have to check out uh, My Tutor, from, my tutor? The, from the year I was born.
1: Let's see. It is available on Hoopla and Tubi. Whew. So uh, directed by George Bowers, the man who brought us Private Resort, The Hearse, My Tutor, and Body and Soul.
0: Shit. That right. was
1: my robot monster.
0: robot monster
1: well yeah it was my review of that i don't remember was it good
0: is that is that the one with the gorilla suit
1: oh yeah it's like the gorilla suit and it's got it's got like that classic kind of fishbowl head thing yeah with the antennas uh i was just curious i was like oh i got a long review i won't read that out here oh he says he he claims that he's liked it but there's i have no likes on my review wow so i mean that's a cut's a call out yeah i mean well what's the what's the deal bud come on cm richa Where, where's those likes
0: bud god damn hmm. i mean you gave it you you gave it two stars
1: yeah it wasn't very good dude <laughs> it
0: wasn't it wasn't very good i vaguely remember you talking about it Ooh, yeah it's, it's not a lot of love
1: yeah this is only from last year i watched Whoa, that movie. Why, why am i being told to watch this movie <laughs> Oh, did he recommend Robot Monster for you? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Maybe he thinks you're really into long shots of wires and soldering wires. But I am. Well, then you'd love that he movie. My, he has,
0: he's got my ticket.
1: That's all that movie is. So you you'll be good, dude.
0: Keep up the good work, guys. First time, long time, Colin Richards. Nice. nice. And finally, what? Just, Justin Peterson. Oh. Look at Baby. look at this behemoth of an episode, or episode of mm. an email. Holy fuck. How much do we really know about these creeps? Oh, shit. Not much. Hey, Jordan and RJ, what's happening? Let's start with finding out what some of your favorite things are in some rapid-fire categories. Uh-oh. Board games other than d and I have always enjoyed Balderdash and Trivial Pursuit, and have recently started playing Quirkle, which is like Scrabble, but with matching colors and shapes. You got any f- uh, fave board games, RJ?
1: Andrea really likes Yahtzee. Really? So we play that oh, sometimes.
0: Man. When I was like a kid, a little kid, I, I used to be like really into Connect Four.
1: Yeah, Connect Four is pretty cool. But let's take a look here. Let's take a look at my board game here, collection, RJ. Here's my rapid fire, and I'm going to surprise you. Parcheesi. Jesus Christ, you people.
0: <laughs> you, you, you do all your board game shopping at Walmart? Yes. What about, uh, how about... Let's see here. What's some what's some games I'll throw out there that are some good times? Uh, Brass Birmingham is a pretty great uh, game. How about Century Spice Road? Fantastic game. Okay, no, no, not not cool. One. It's very good. Okay, uh, I would actually I would recommend Justin play this with his family.
1: Is it a weird game that no, he's gonna like mess no. up his family or
0: <laughs> not in any way. It's okay. it is so actually there's a really cool version of it. Uh it's like Gollum Edition, where you have to like make Gollum creatures. And but it's exact it's the exact same uh game mechanic. But
1: go- Gollums like Mudmen? men? Go, go, golems? Yeah, go,
0: golem golems as opposed go- to goil- Gollum.
1: Gollum's okay. Go- Gollum.
0: Gollum. Uh,
1: ugh.
0: Uh uh. Covid. Ugh. Uh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh is great. Dixit. Dixit okay. Dixit's, Dixit's fun. That that might Dix? be it. Dixit. 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 Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh Dominion is a very good uh card game. And okay. uh Gloomhaven obviously has occupied a lot of my time. That but it's also very D D esque. Mm, Inish is a very good game. Jiper is a good two player game. Japers? Japerge or I, I, that might be how it's pronounced J A I P U R. Japer, Japer. Okay. I don't Strange. know. Strange. Strange but but huge. Pandemic. We all love those pandemics, don't we? I've
1: I've heard a lot about it, but I've never actually played it myself. I know uh, people love Pandemic, but
0: Sant, Santorini's uh would be also a very popular game I think for uh two player, uh, kid friendly, very cute pieces and mm-hmm. uh Published, actually, I think the game was created by a couple of Calgary folk. What? Yeah. Adjacent Creepsville. Adjacent too. Sheriff of nauticam's a fun time, mm-hmm. and, and just got a second edition as of this Friday. And Talisman's like a good ish. Like Talisman gets real old real fast, but it could be a lot of fun with with the boys, with the, kid, the boy, with, that's with, a boys with, game with, with the kiddos. I would say more so. And uh, I think that's good. I think that's a good initial pass. There's a lot of good board games out there. Oh, A couple. RJ, what were you trying to say?
1: I said I own board game. You have board game. I own Fury of Dracula, but no one play with me.
0: Here's a good one. What, what? kind of cell phone do you have? I would have been an iPhone user if they would have had it on Verizon when I upgraded to a smartphone. So instead, I have always used Samsung.
1: What kind of phone do you have, RJ? I currently have a Samsung, but my favorite recently, uh years years ago was a uh, HTC. They uh-huh. had one that had a stainless steel back. Yep. It was awesome. I loved it. And when uh it broke
0: Did it did it break and fall into the toilet?
1: No, I I have a different story about that. So, no, it wouldn't, the charge wouldn't go in anymore. Like, the connector piece was broken. So I was like, oh, I got to get a new one. Uh, But then HTC became a Bell exclusive, and I go through TELUS, kudos. So I was like, oh, it's like, I don't want to switch provider. Wow. Samson, I was pulling up my pants as I was standing up from the (laughs) toilet, and it fell out, and it cracked on the floor.
0: It would have been better if it fell in the toilet.
1: It didn't fall in the toilet, but it but was... It would, it would
0: have been better off if it had.
1: It would... Yeah, I mean, it was it was worthless after that. So uh, I am... I'm Samsung now, but uh, HTC was a high-quality shit. I wish I could go back.
0: What kind of cell phone do I have, RJ?
1: Good question. Where do, How do you contact me and call me and stuff? I use the internet. Oh, you know, yeah.
0: And the reason why is because I don't have a cell phone, and I've never owned a cell phone, ever. C- can you tell them what
1: you do have?
0: I have an iPod. And it is not a cell phone. It, I have no plan. It costs mm-hmm. me nothing other than what it cost mm-hmm. me to buy this little device. But you know what? I can go anywhere because there's like internet, free Wi-Fi, anywhere you go, and uh, and you're good.
1: I think you buried the lead, Jared. Don't you? Uh, aren't you one of the few people in the world who still has a landline?
0: I also have a landline. Yes.
1: It's not land with a D land <laughs> I call it landline I thought it was landline because it was in the land oh okay well, I mean it's
0: landline, landline I have three university
1: degrees <laughs> I thought it was land <laughs> oh well whatever yeah Jarrett uh, has yeah. no cell phone but no, I mean it's worked out okay for us it is, it
0: is a landline <laughs> Oh it is? Yeah, for I mean, it's a oh. telephone that plugs into a telephone jack. But it's just like landline just sounds so silly.
1: Well, I mean a, you have a, a
0: land land stands for local area network and refers to computers.
1: Oh. See, you are a nerd. Yeah. I always knew it. I said landline. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So yeah, I, yeah don't so, have, I don't I I don't well, got no phone, and if I did, mm-hmm. I'd have an
0: iPhone. Because so, I have everything is Apple.
1: You're a slave to the brand, man. Hell yeah, they make they make good stuff when it works. Well, yeah, that's a that's the key <laughs> caveat there when it
0: works, which is most of the time. Most, most. mostly. Mm-mm-mm. Favorite ice cream flavor? I like the weird flavors like rum, raisin, mm-hmm. pistachio, and praline. What about you,
1: Jarevon? You hit it off first. What are you, a Moose Tracks guy or no, what?
0: I like, I mean, throw throw me some caramel into some ice cream and I'm pretty happy. Some chocolate, mm-hmm. fudge, chunks. I don't know.
1: Want me to blow your mind? What? Tiger ice cream. Hmm. Fuck yeah. That's good stuff. But I mean, I don't have, if if I'm out somewhere and there's tiger available, I'll get tiger. But like at home, we just have a big drum of vanilla. And uh, what we do is you fill up a bowl and then you take a big and you drop that in, and you, you drop kind of a big,
0: you drop a big what?
1: Helping a peanut butter. Okay. You drop that in, and you just kind of like mash it up together like cold stone marble slab, and you just put a little chocolate chips, and that's what we make at home: it's peanut butter, vanilla.
0: I see. I see. Uh What was the last cocktail you had? Ah, I had a frozen margarita. Do you, oh, RJ's having some problems over here.
1: I, uh, sorry. I, can you believe that in four years I've never completely knocked the mic off of the table? No. Well, I think I have actually before, but sorry. That was, uh, I just moved and everything fell over. My bad. (laughs) What did you have,
0: Jerry? Last, what was your, what was your last cocktail? Uh, Justin's was, uh, frozen margarita.
1: Frozen margarita? I am a big margarita man, but I got really drunk or really. Really sick on it last time I drank it. Uh, I think the last one I had was when uh, we were Sam Sam Sanchez and I was drinking those pink Whitney's, that uh, pink lemonade vodka. Otherwise, I usually just drink beer because uh, I can keep my cool on beer, if that makes sense. <sighs> I see.
0: I had like mm-hmm. um what did I have? Like a, a Manhattan?
1: Oh, yeah. I like Manhattans.
0: Not too bad. I I actually uh vermouth, man.
1: Yeah, see that's, like that's,
0: that's that's pretty good.
1: And hands are pretty good. Like at home, I'll either just have beer. Or, uh, I'm actually a bourbon guy myself, but I don't make cocktails with it. It's just on on ice.
0: Also, another uh, yeah. Fireball. <laughs> that, uh, fireball. Why were you drinking Fireball? Fireball with Coke, Coke Zero. Mm.
1: You were drinking Fireball and Coke.
0: Yeah. Sin, What's sin,
1: going on over there, it, bud? What have you been up to the last couple of minutes?
0: That's
1: what I've had. That's,
0: I'm answering See, the I question. I feel like
1: I don't know you at I'm, all.
0: I'm answering the questions here.
1: I know, but I'm I'm just as shocked as the rest of the world here. Fireball and Coke. All right. Which was
0: best when you were a kid? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, or Transformers? Ninja Turtles. Yeah, TMT all the way for me, Justin writes. And uh, I would say yes, but... But, see, there's like, this is like a triptych, but I feel like there's a, a gap of Ghostbusters and He-Man.
1: Nah, Ninja Turtles for me. I, man. I. But think, I'm younger than you are.
0: Well, I mean, no, no, I was super, okay, my thing was like, I totally, G.I. Joe Transformers, I completely missed the boat on. I never cared mm-hmm. about them. My older cousin did. He was all about mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. Wasn't into Transformers, though. I was super into He-Man. Then Ghostbusters and then Ninja Turtles.
1: Okay. Well, I mean that's a natural progression. Yes. So that's fine.
0: Goat movie question of the week: What are your favorite movie montages of all time? I'm a big fan of the Push It to the Limit sequence in Scarface. Also, you can't go wrong with a good Rocky montage, especially in Part Four. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good one.
1: I I was actually my my initial thought was a Rocky three montage. Yeah. I was going to say that top training on the beach. That's the, I
0: love the opening, uh, montage of part three. I think that's like everything about part three is good. Yeah. I think it's very underrated, but the opening of part three, I think is pretty, pretty good. It's good, uh,
1: montage filmmaking. I agree. So our answer is just Rocky three for both of us. Just Rocky three. I I think so. (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm on board. With that
0: hey, the, uh, the montage, I mean, so I guess it does what you're talking about, montage, but like JFK, the op- I think the mo- opening montage of oh, yeah. that where it lays out everything is pretty well done. And then we've got, like, yeah, as as mentioned before, the, the editing of that is uh, pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Back
0: to the question you had to skip last week What's oh, okay. a favorite film of yours that most people don't like, but instead of you coming up with an answer, have Letterboxd do the work? Step one. Go to your five star
1: films. Okay. I'm there. I'm not there yet. Is my answer going to be martyrs? Because I know Oliver doesn't like oh,
0: it. Oh, I, I see what the steps are. So you go to five. Star, you go to your diary. You change your ratings to five stars. Click on average Sword rating bug. at the top. Uh, average rating lowest first. My okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, then look under average rating, click on lowest first. My top five are Cars 3, which is surprisingly good if you like movies like Days of Thunder, Twister, Smallfoot, mm. Cure for Wellness, and Mighty Ducks.
1: Pers- I thought that was you speaking oh, for a second. And I was is- like, oh. Jarrett Duncan has Cars 3? I was like, what a shock. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Okay, Those you- are fine. Go. Hit, Those hit, are good so What are your, what are your uh, lowest rated five stars? Bottom five? Yep. Uh, Jack, the Robin Williams movie that you hate. Uh, I'm going to count these as one. Uh, Ace Ventura, one and two. Ernest Scared Stupid. You give that five stars. I love that movie, dude. That's a genuine five-star movie for me because it's like I have have hard nostalgic value or love for that. And that movie's dark, dude. They're stealing souls and kidnapping kids. Trolls, Hungarian Miak. I love Ernest Scared Stupid. It's good stuff. These are all genuine, too. These aren't joke fives. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, which is apparently not liked by other people. Well, I don't think
0: most people would say it's five stars. It's the least popular oh. five star movies.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. That, uh, make, that,
0: that I, makes sense to me but that movie's really good.
1: Yep, I think uh, Conquest is wicked good. And then uh, Can't Hardly Wait, which uh, I'll I'll take anyone on any day of the week. What? Can't Hardly Wait's okay. I haven't seen it for a
0: very long time. I don't know if uh, I would like it very much now. But I I saw that Bad Boy in theater, and I was like, Mm
1: -hmm. oh, Again, nostalgic value for me, but uh, I think that thing is real good.
0: My bottom five, top five movies, according to Letterboxd Community. Mm Mm-hmm. Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, yeah. What a am what yeah. getting. There's Something About Mary. Huh. And weird. Dumb and Dumber. Really weird. Well, no, it's because, like, they're they're lowest rated for five-star movies. Right. If, probably most people would be like, no, well, it's a 3.5. But for me, those are five stars. Goodbye, Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very fitting because it's I think this is not the same. Uh, well, it's uh, it's Italian. <laughs> I'll we'll just say that. Okay. And uh, Babe,
1: Pig in the City? No, Babe. Babe won. Oh, just Babe. Just Babe. Babe. What do people got against Babe? They don't
0: have anything against Babe. Babe just like, well, actually, Babe's got very middling. It's like a, it's like a three point three average. Hmm. That's
1: we, weird. Better than that, folks. Babe's pretty serious shit, man. That's a it's a road warrior. Well, you, know, of you, you know, vegan so films. You, so my top
0: seven. Uh-huh. Would also include Maniac. Oh, yeah. Cruising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I don't have Maniac or Cruising, but uh, I, I would just put Roar as uh, the sixth pick there for me. People don't like Roar, hey? Or, I mean, not don't like, but it's... I don't know. I like oh, Roar. Oh, my God.
0: Okay. Finally. What? Justin concludes uh, your... Okay. Would you rather watch another full moon entertainment marathon,
1: or, or watch
0: all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies?
1: Well, I mean, I've I've almost seen all of the Marvel ones. It's just the last like two three years that I stopped watching. Would I have to rewatch? Is that well? That's implied, I mean, right?
0: I guess. Or you be yeah, you'd be rewatching them. I'd be I'd be rewatching some of the MCU movies. I guess I haven't seen well, that many.
1: For the full moon new marathon, is it just stuff we haven't seen? We don't have to rewatch anything, right? Well,
0: oh, I think it'd be, I don't know, I don't know what that would mean. I think it would be watching everything again. Pop, again, Puppet Master six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> eleven.
1: If it's rewatches, I'll do the Marvel stuff. But if I if the full moon is like the things that I didn't watch the first time, I would I would do full moon. See, I would be I'm like I would watch Fred
0: Olin Ray movies. Mm-hmm. Instead of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Because I would watch many, many, many movies instead of mm-hmm. Marvel's movies.
1: Well, we're only 11 months from that, Jarrett.
0: Thanks for the time, gents, and have a great show, question mark. <laughs> well, thank you,
1: Justin Peterson, and thank all you. those who uh, emailed it.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, hot dog. Whew. It's the email show. Uh,
1: it I, usually I'm not, is. Hey,
0: I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. No, that's what we're here for, right, bud? Yeah. Hey, RJ. Yo. What you been creeping on this week?
1: Well, Jared, I have some stuff for you. Uh, but before I get to TNG, I watched a little YouTube this week, Jared. A little bit of YouTubing. Yeah, I don't do a lot of YouTubing, but uh, I noticed there is a trend. Uh, sometimes I see people who follow on Letterboxd, and then I see people who follow us on Instagram, and the people who like say letterbox reviews instagram reviews sometimes i notice their names pop up a few times i i got real good pattern completion jared so i'm like oh i i've seen this name before whether it's one of these social media outlets or another one so there was this one that kept, kept popping up and i was like huh i wonder who this is i was like i wonder if they've emailed in because their moniker i was like their their tag Jared. I was like, I don't recognize that, but maybe it's a different name. Maybe it's maybe it's a friend of the show, first time, long time, Colin Richards or George C Scott Bailey or Aaron with an A Lang or George Halsh or Rupa Granger who doesn't email in anymore. I was like, maybe it's one of those guys, but uh, it wasn't. So I clicked on this thing and it was a Spirit Gamer two three four, I believe. Uh, and I was like, I was like, who's this guy? Because they like stuff on letterbox they follow us both they like a lot of our instagram posts and i saw that uh, they had a youtube channel so uh, i went on to that bad boy for a little while watched some uh, reviews uh Mm -hmm. does a lot of uh food reviews in uh, a a car in a garage shirtless uh there was a tea review and uh i actually thought it was real good Jared. real good Uh, i even showed andy that and she said she was kind of like How did she phrase it? It was kind of like if we had the internet means that is available now 15 years ago when I was like 15, she's like, this is kind of shit you would have made. And I was like, I know, because I would still make this now. Uh, So I uh, watched a lot of those and uh, I got to say, Jer, I liked them. So Spirit Gamer, where are you at, bud? Uh, apparently it's Hideo Kojima, a uh, famed creator of the Metal Gear Solid oh, wow. series. I uh, I know he, like I he, I mean,
0: he looks so different than, than than I've expected him to.
1: Well, I mean, you can't judge I, him I, I, I never I never gym.
0: you know I never really thought about Hideo being shirtless in a, in a car so much.
1: Well, maybe you need to maybe that speaks more about you. Maybe you need to rethink your expectations.
0: <sighs> You're right. You're absolutely you know what right.
1: I, you know what I mean, bud? No. So, uh, yeah, Hideo Kojima himself is a fan of the Criterion Creeps. We are a well-known global phenom. So, uh, that, yeah, that was one thing I watched. And then I got into some TNG, baby. Oh. So I uh, uh, I, I had a weird day today where, uh, like, our furnace was, like, leaking. And I punctured, what? like, my finger. Like, my finger is still bleeding. I punctured oh. it at 10 a.m. today. What? It's like... So I, I could only describe it as like a mini M&M was taken out of my finger. So the only reason I'm prefacing with that is uh, I got some TNG reviews and I'm going to throw down a bunch of one stars because I'm fired up today, baby. Uh-oh. Yeah, our friend, well, it's like the AC is connected to our furnace. And it was like condensation or some bullshit. And I was like, but yeah, I got this huge chunk on my finger, dude. It's fucked. <laughs> fucked. So, anyways, there were some of these episodes that like were twos before, and then I I pulled this up just to look before I started, and I was like, Nah, 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 fuck it, one star, all over the place. So, you ready for this shit, Jared? Yeah, I'm ready. I, I got quite a bit, so this will be a uh, this will be a, a flyby. Three point two one. Barkley uses the hollow deck to sex Troy. Three out of four stars. Wow. So this is uh, your buddy Barkley. Uh, uh, and I, I told act- you
0: about that Barkley. I warned you.
1: Yeah, you're like, hey, have you seen Barkley yet? And I was like, who? And I was like, Barkley. And I was like, I've never seen this fucking guy. And I actually thought the Barkley episode was really good because it is like he's just the the everyman and he's just there, and it, it's a good example of how I think the hollow deck would be used for freaky sex things, of because that's what Hunt, he's without seen, question. Which is that, as I've said many times, that Claire Denis movie. So 3.21 Barkley, pretty good stuff. 3.22. The Collector, the DC Comics villain, I believe. Right. Or is that, yeah, the Collector kidnaps Marvel. Data. Okay, Collector is Marvel. That's Benicio del Toro. I was thinking of Toy Man for some reason because this guy's kind of Toy Man, but he is more a Collector than he is Toy Man. Okay. So this guy kidnaps Data. Three out of four stars, sure. Wow that episode's not bad this guy like kidnaps data and he he just wants him to be part of his collection and data won't do it and then the guy gets he's real mean and he kills people and you're just like oh shit what a jerk what a jerk 3.23 big vulcans cry too two out of four stars
0: yeah that's uh the crying
1: uh well that's where like sarek comes and uh he's like getting basically vulcan dementia where they begin to have feelings and he starts to cry a lot and you're like huh weird uh 3.24 ferengi incels thirst for madam troy one out of four stars oh shit that bad huh yeah that's a it's Deanna Troy and her mom, and they get kidnapped oh, by Frankies. Oh,
0: Luxwana tr- episodes. The worst. <sighs> Has she shown up before?
1: Oh, yeah. This is like her third okay. or fourth episode. Oh, fuck. That many? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is end of season three, and I, I'd say this is probably her fourth episode. God damn it. Yeah, she's always oh, – like, I mean, some of the episodes where she's in, she's not really in the forefront, so it's like whatever. uh, But – this one, it's just about like the Ferengi's are really into, her, and you're like, all right, yeah, whatever.
0: That, that's kind of like I think uh, a rule about the Lex 1 episodes. You you like, just you skip over those ones. Mm.
1: I won't do that, but uh, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. But now that you've watched good.
0: it, if you ever if you ever rewatch this, oh, I would yeah, yeah I would like, skip
1: it yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, that's what my guide is for. Three point two five. It starts with a quote from my man Worf. Uh, here's his quote, Jared. Words come later. It is the scent first that speaks of love. And I went, God damn, Worf, you get <laughs> freaky, dude. Uh, the rest of the episode, it's Bev Bev Crusher's turn to be conned by a guy. Yellow morph suit, God. One out of four stars. Oh crap!
0: It's almost like they were saving the best for last.
1: Almost. Three point two six the motherfucking borg 4 out of 4 stars
0: that's that's that episode's title the motherfucking borg part the 1 the
1: motherfucking borg part 1 my god yeah i mean you you built it up b- before the return of the borg and i got to say like i give them credit they did show patience uh and they're like they said the ba- the, the big the borg they said the borg was going <laughs> to be two borg, years away borg 9 borg 9 7, <laughs> of, Bo-
0: seven of borg 9
1: man Does that that uh, exist in the world? Where's that face app? That's what I'm going to get commissioned from comic artists uh, when cons reopen. Aaron Aaron Lang. (laughs) Does he have an Ernest Borgnine as a Borg? He better. Or maybe
0: he doesn't. Seven of Borgnine. Do the mashup. It's like an Amalgam comic.
1: I'll commission that. I'll commission that. Ten ten bucks. Uh, Wow. Ten. Wow. Wow, RJ.
0: You're so generous.
1: Hey. I I will give him exposure <laughs> wow. on the podcast.
0: Wow. Okay. So I, there's this really good little um, image someone made of like PayPal options. Like it's like how would we yeah. like to pay PayPal? And then there's one where it's just like a a little smiley face with the sunglasses, and it's just exposure.
1: Exposure. Well, I mean, we're a globally recognized podcaster.
0: <laughs> globally.
1: Yeah, we are global. The, go, we're get, in
0: the, get that big get the big brand out.
1: Global global uh so anyways uh 4.1 is borgen also 4, point, uh, four out of 4 stars but yeah they these borg episodes my god jerry my god they are so good it hits so good Acutus, damn that dude is spooky as hell mm-hmm. you know what i mean and, and then they save him yeah you do get a good shot of uh patrick stewart in a speedo which i sent to right. uh some some people i know Oh if, I see. Uh, if well if anyone signed up for our OnlyFans, you can get uh, that exclusive after dark content.
0: Of, don't make promises you can't keep, RJ. I,
1: I hey, if someone wants me to send them a picture of Sir Patrick Stewart in a borg speedo, I'll I'll send it to him. 100%. Just let me know. No okay. caps. Let me know. Uh, so I got a few more so I'll rip through these for you, okay, Jar? Uh, 4.2, the Bacard Vineyard. Worf's parents and jack crusher oh no but three out of four stars because jack crusher is only in it for a minute the the, most of the episode is just picard on his uh he after the borg encounter he uh he goes back to france to the vineyard and he just hangs out yeah uh 4.3 teens am i right one out of four stars (laughs) so they encounter like i don't know it's this race or is they it's like a ship with teenagers and then like picard like adopts one of them and he's just like a real shit ass like a teen and you're just like get out of here oh actually i missed one that's 4.4 4. 4. is um a data War episode oh which was pretty good actually that's yeah that's like a three out of four. They actually Shit. they meet Doctor Soon. Oh, see, uh,
0: uh, see, I didn't want to talk about that. I, I, like, I try yeah. to avoid that because I was like, "Hey, you you like that lore, huh?" I uh,
1: yeah, I just I just uh, I love I that. Oh,
0: realized, I I love yeah. that episode when I was a kid.
1: The more, yeah, the the other or the second more episode, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's good. It's Brent Spiner really.
0: Uh, you know, he's doing a triple header.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. Well, I mean, they, you can see if you got a keen eye, Jarrett, you can see where Star Trek stunt doubles come into play in this episode. Uh, there's I, a I few, can
0: bet there's some,
1: uh, some lots of shots of people with wigs on and the back yep. of their heads. <laughs> Well, the one most ridiculous thing, like this episode's actually pretty good for it. It's like not the worst, but like some of the normal stunt work where stunt doubles come in, it'll be like a stunt man for Riker, and the only the, the whole stunt is he pushes another guy, and it's like you couldn't have done that, Jonathan freaks. Oh
0: man, I'm just looking ahead a little bit of what you got looking forward to. Oh yeah yeah
1: okay, well i i have like two two more for you okay, okay Jared? yep so uh 4.4 4 was teens am i right that episode sucks uh 4.5 holy shit is that wilfred brimley question mark and then eventually i i think i figured out i didn't look it up but i was like no i don't think that is wilfred brimley so we'll leave it at that uh and then bev becomes a space ghost one out of four stars Jared. I don't play with that shit. Say that again? I said Bev Crusher becomes a space ghost, one out of four stars. Because oh, I don't man. I don't play that
0: shit. No, see.
1: Alright? This is what I'm talking about. It's all it's all downhill from here. Uh well, I mean, there's a couple good ones. Uh four point uh where am I at now? Four point six. The Yar family is hot for data, two out of four. And then the last one, uh four point seven. Worf's son alexander three out of four stars oh now
0: is this the first is this the debut of alexander yes oh shit
1: yeah. oh buddy. and it's 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 hilarious like the contrast does he between... growl
0: has, does he, has he, he
1: does a little bit yeah oh alexander it's uh yeah it's good i like i like alexander episodes he's fun man you like I, I... you watched one I watched one. I liked it. I didn't know he was really, well, I mean, I was like, I hope he comes back, but
0: I liked the, he'll Alexander be back. Episode. Don't you worry. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it, man. I think, like I think him in, I think him and, uh, think him and uh, Wesley get to no
1: good. Uh, well, but he's way younger than, well, Wesley sucks, whatever, but there's not a lot of kids on an enterprise. True. True. So, uh, that episode is good for another right too. Cause there's lots of Klingon stuff and Worf actually gets to f- fight someone. For the like, he actually fights somebody, and you're like, "Yeah, (laughs) Worf, woo!"
0: Yeah, you tug at your like metal chain sash.
1: Yeah, he pulls it off to go fight because he's like, "I don't want to dishonor what this represents." Right. And you go. I feel that. Goddamn, goddamn. So, uh, yeah, my adventures into track are ongoing, as always. And uh, yeah, Alexander's cool. I like him. And I, I think it's funny that his name is Alexander. Yeah, I know. It's the most un Klingon name imaginable. Of course. Uh, and then I watched Hell Comes to Frogtown, and that's an incel fan fiction movie. And uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. How about those frog men, though? The frog guys were cool. No. Yeah. The frog guys were cool. And then uh, that was the end of Joe Bob this year. And uh, he, he left off the message. It was really heartfelt. And I was kind of like, is Joe Bob dying? What the hell? <laughs> because he, he was just like, he was talking about what, what doing the drive-in means to him and like whether or not they'll ever come back. And I was just like, man, I was like, uh, it, I was actually a little concerned. I was like, is something bad happening here? I don't know. Anyways, that's it. Uh, except for a different movie I watched that uh, I think you understand a little bit. What movie is that, RJ? Stephen King's presented by Mike Flanagan's Dr. Sleep starring Obi-Wan Kenobi. AKA, the- A.K.A. Where's my blowjob bear guy? He was remains to be seen, dude. Yeah. Remains to be seen. So, uh, yeah, you made me uh, watch Dr. Sleep with you.
0: Mm-hmm. I did. And-
1: In glorious
0: 4K presentation. Theatrical cut. Because, you know, the director's cut's just not ready for 4K? It's just too, it's too long, dude. It's just too long. In, in a weird, like, coincidence, uh, the very day that we were planning on watching this movie, uh, there was a list sent out by some website called The Lineup saying, like, Mike Flanagan ranked, <laughs> or they ranked all mm-hmm. seven of his movies. Because that's what you do in the internet age. Is you rank
1: sure. things. Where did uh, Dr. Sleep rank? I, th- I want to say it was third
0: okay but
1: that's I fine know. I guess so it's been a couple of days now mm-hmm. how how's uh how's that doctor sleep settling in for you i mean i'm a I'm a bit of a weird person to ask around this stuff because uh I read the book I read the book the shining I've seen the movie the shining I prefer the movie the shining over the book I think the book has weird stuff uh dr sleep is more of a continuation even though it's like they claimed it was more about the book like it is more there's more elements of the movie present in dr sleep than there are of like the way the story ends in the shining but then there's a lot of stuff in dr sleep that is like the shining book where colin and telling him he's got to take his medicine colin who what calling danny uh, calling Danny Torrance a pup. there are, pup. Everyone's like, come here, pup, or doc. Oh, man. And docks. I'd say, uh, so in terms of, like, I, I actually, I do like Kubrick's better, and I, I mentioned that, so I talked about that before, about how I think Kubrick was actually smarter and did the right stuff. And then there's things about the book that, like, continue on with, uh, like, or things about Dr. Sleep that continue on with book shining, which I was like, mm, it's not what I liked about it. I, I like the movie more. But in terms of the story itself, I actually did like the way that they, he kind of took Danny, where it was like, I think it's, I like that he became like a hospice guy. I like that story. I understand the alcoholism, even though that's like, Stephen King's only gimmick but I was like it does kind of make <laughs> it does kind of make sense because I was like dude's kind of like running away from his stuff so I was like it actually fits for the story so I I in terms of the story itself I actually kind of liked where it went uh and like when I was reading the book I was like oh I like this the book fizzles out near the end and I actually I think the movie has the same problem where the first hour of the movie I was like I was like this is good I was like I like it it's it's pretty, the movie and the book are actually really close. Like for Dr. Sleep, uh, there's a few little differences, but on the whole, I'd say it's a pretty good, like, uh, pretty good interpretation. But I think the first half is better than the second half. Cause I think the second half you get into some Stephen King,
0: all too familiar for people. The all too familiar Stephen King isms. Yeah. Yeah. Dead, so like, he I, loves
1: the dead kids. He loves, he loves dead kids he loves de-gloving people uh and then like i don't know there was just stuff i started to notice with you like how rose the hat she only just said well why well hello there over and over and over again and you're like oh my god you're like fucking move on yeah but i i thought it was fine uh as a the stephen king guy i guess between the out of the two of us i was like i, th- I think it's fine yeah. i i do think the front end is better than the back end
0: how appropriate Ugh. or inappropriate? Uh, I don't know.
1: Or inappropriate. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of classic trappings and stuff like that. For the most part I thought it was fine, but it's not in a it's not in the upper pantheon of Stephen King movies for me.
0: Yeah, so <laughs>
1: What about you, bud? So I didn't
0: I really didn't know what this movie was about. I remember watching the trailer okay. and being like, "Ugh." Like, come on! The Mm -hmm. the the biggest like you are going to riff on Stanley Kubrick, Mm -hmm. one of the most beloved American directors, one of the most beloved horror films. We're going to we're going to make a sequel with with a a shitty title of Doctor Sleep because it doesn't mean fucking anything. Nobody knows Mm -hmm. what it's going to mean. We're going to do this. We're going to Mike Flanagan, uh, who is a man that I think at the beginning of this podcast of like us recording. We were Mike Flan guys. We were, we were, we were, Mike sure. f- we were, we were stumping for the Flan. We we're big. We we're always interested in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since I've seen absentia. Uh, I liked Oculus and hush was good. That Netflix, one of the f- better Netflix movies, I think mm-hmm. that, that I, that didn't make me go, Oh, when I watched it, but that Ouija board movie was pretty stinky. And, uh, mm-hmm. the, Hunting on Hill House was, I think, very flawed. Ultimately, sure. So I didn't have that much interest in Doctor Sleep because I have a, a certain affinity, like I think a lot of people do, for the the Cubes. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember if I brought this up before on the podcast or just in passing. But like, if you're gonna, if you wanted to, like, evoke, I mean, cause this this is part of the problem. Is so Stephen King does not like the Kubrick Shining. Right. And he's he's wrong, <laughs> he's he's, mm-hmm. he's wrong to think this. Uh, I think, and mm-hmm. we've seen what Mick Garris did with the Shining TV movie, mm-hmm. and you kind of like, oh, well, that's closer to what the book's like. And so, in some ways, this is a sequel to Mick Garris's The Shining, even though like so many visual and film references are derived from Kubrick, and it becomes like really obvious. It's like, oh. This movie is not shot as well as a Stanley Kubrick movie, and I think the the biggest like thing that I knew was going to be a problem. And I like to me, it's Doctor Sleep felt like a Netflix movie. Okay. Ultimately, the color palette uh, that Mike Flanagan's kind of fallen down into, I do not like. I actively mm-hmm. think his movies look really muddy and murky. And we were watching this like we were watching the four K of this thing. And it, right. It, it it's, it's it's going to look as good as it ever could. And, uh, I don't know. I was just kind of like, this is kind of just actively an unattractive movie. And the, the only moments where you're supposed to go like, Ooh, it's like, yeah, those are, that's a shot directly from the shining. Like the, in the office, it's like, mm-hmm. yep, there he is sitting in the office with the doctor. How did you know where my wristwatch was? <laughs> Which is like, why, yeah. did, why is this scene happening? other than that that's like the, that's the moment we shoehorned in that that scene and you, you can be like those that's uh, not even real bushes behind the windows that's just a white light with plants like you, I'm like yeah I've seen room 237 mm-hmm. um and uh there's no like it doesn't do anything new it's not like okay. it's not adding on this like I mean so if you're doing the books what is one thing but now you're adapting this book and the challenge in my mind would be how do you like live up to the expectations of like a Kubrick horror movie because Kubrick, I think read that book, the shining and went, "Yuck!" I'm gonna, I'm going to mm. make something good. <laughs> he did. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, no, that, I, uh, and Mike Flanagan is a fan of Stephen King. And I think that's part yeah. of the problem is that mm-hmm. like, that was like with Gerald's Game, like Gerald's Game is a very like solid little movie. And mm-hmm. the, the biggest problem with it is the ending is like the book or the sh- yeah. short story book. And it's like, oh, this is like shit. Like it's mm-hmm. so upset. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. And you're like, well, that's Stephen King. And you're like, well, that's a problem. You have a guy mm-hmm. that like isn't going to challenge the text. He's going to deliver it the way it should be, not like trying to figure out how do you make this work better. And yeah. I mean, I don't know. You from what you've said, the movie Doctor Sleep diverges from the book.
1: Well, okay, so it's it is a little bit different. So like uh and that's that's where I'm with you, where it's like, I agree. I, I do think the Kubrick stuff is better, where it's like he he took th- he took the best elements out of the book and made that the movie and then left out all that junk stuff. And the junk stuff is like what continues on too. But like, so for Dr. Sleep, there's elements that are, uh, they're actually, it's pretty close to the book, but there are things that are actually more coming from the movie where, uh, cause in the book it ends with the overlook exploding And then and uh, Dick Halloran Halloran lives. So in Dr. Sleep, the movie, the it it didn't explode because the boiler room is there and that's a plot point in the movie. And then Dick Halloran is dead already. So it's like they it's weird that they like I kind of get it, where it's kind of like, well, people know the movie more. So we need to keep those elements like like into this new one. But then also they want to make it more the sequel to the book. And it's like, well, then it's, it's totally different kind of stuff. Right. Like, I don't know. That's a weird, like coming from, I don't know. That's just cause I've read that stuff. That's all it is. Right. So I don't know.
0: Well, I remember when this came out and I think all Oliver watched this like a while ago. And I think he yeah. messaged, I can't remember if it was in private messages or an email, but he mentioned midichlorians. Oh <laughs> and, yeah. And like, I mean, I wasn't thinking, I totally forgot about that. But then they, when they start explaining the, the world, shine the world of it. And they start, and they use mm-hmm. the stupid names for stuff. Yeah. Just, oh, like, oh, I call it shine, but I call it this. And mm-hmm. we all these, this and steam, and you realize all, all the same thing. And you're like, oh, this is kind of dumb. Like, this is kind of like, I don't want any of this like explanation of things. Like the shining mm-hmm. is like so interesting because it doesn't even attempt to explain what's happening. It's just like a mm-hmm. ghost story. Mm-hmm. And then, or it's like, well, it's all happening inside of his head. It's an unsolvable puzzle. Like you're like, how the fuck does Jack Nicholson wind up in the photo at the end? Mm-hmm. It's like, why is he in the past? It doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. But it's like, it's, that's what's so great about it. This is like a nice, neat little package where you're like, well, it's because uh, going along with the free basing soul vampire gang, like, mm-hmm. like, out of, mm-hmm. like, but it's like near dark, but not. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like, ah, fuck that, that stuff was just like, and there's so many shots of
1: people just going, oh, oh huff it in. <laughs> Well, it's about addiction, Jarrett. It's about addiction. It's all about the addiction. Yeah, that's uh, Stephen King. It's like I said, it's Stephen King's bag, man. It's all about alcoholism and addiction. And it, like w- what I said at the start too is like, I actually do like some of the ways that they, um that they, that he took like the stuff with Danny Torrance and like where, where his character ended up. I was like, I actually do kind of like some of that. It's just some of the other things, like, especially, like I said, in the back end where he comes to confrontation with the vampire people, the shine vampires. And you're kind of like, well, thing too, I think I said to you is this is how all of Stephen King's books are ending now. Like the outsider ended with this wooded, like shootout between like cops, snipers and like a gangs of people. And then like, it's just, I don't know. He's, he's falling into this little, uh, this thing where that's where he does now where it's, he does a lot of police work, like detective stuff. And a lot of it comes to head in the woods. And there's always this like confrontation. And then it goes, and it's like, well, let's bring it on back, baby. And then you're like, all right, well, yeah. that's fine. Let's, let's go on the shining
0: theme ride. Because you, you, you get shots of like mm-hmm. someone's going to look over at the elevator with the blood coming out and go, I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. So thinking about it more. Because sure. like the act of watching the movie, it's just like. It's two and a half hours. It didn't feel particularly long. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, like stuff happens. I wasn't bored watching it, but there's mm-hmm. dialogue such as, it's like cancer, but worse. What do you think that means, Jerry? I don't know. I don't know, other than, oh, it's worse than cancer. But what does that mean? <laughs> cancer's pretty, I get in what way if cancer is bad? Hodgkins? Eh? Hodgkins? Good Hodgkins? Um, so there's there's that like just like the dialogue sometimes mm-hmm. like really uh so, like makes you go oh yeah it's very <laughs> typical i think of the era we're in. No there was the people... one you
1: laughed at out loud, where it was like, it's like putting saran wrap over a spotlight. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, kind of because it reminds me of fucking that when they're trying to make explanations,
0: I guess I think of like in Futurama, where it's like, it's like too much hot air or too much bear in a balloon.
1: In a balloon.
0: <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's like, yeah, I don't need that type of writing in my life. But like, I don't need explanations. I want a ghost story. Sure. And It's like oh, it's really cool that you see like Ghost Lady or Bathtub Lady, and you Mm -hmm. see like O'Grady with his head caved in. You see like all the favorites, but not but not fucking blowjob bear. I mean, or whatever, Uh, Roger the Dog Man. I think I believe is his official name, but uh, that's a bear suit. Come on, well, it's debatable. It's that fine line, but like, but but there's nothing new. There's no new like visual. Like addition to the movie, it's like, hey, let's riff on the things that you recognize from the past, and Mm -hmm. like, not even like go into that too much. Like, don't add to it. It's like, hey, one of the most iconic shots in cinema is like, like things like in that movie. How many shots like Danny riding across the the carpeted floor at that low angle? Uh, You know, Jack Torrance just staring off into space. Uh, Jack Torrance smashing his way through the bathroom door with the Uh, Mm axe. The shot of the labyrinth. The, like the maze, uh, him just yeah, like all this stuff, all these mm-hmm. things that this movie, like that K- Kubrick, just like has solidified into cinema. Doctor Sleep has nothing, mm-hmm. I, I don't think. I, it's like you have things like oh,
1: inside of people's minds, it's like a library. <laughs> like, with, well, that he with, did that in Dreamcatcher too. Like it's the same. It's the same yeah. as in Dreamcatcher. Yeah, and this movie also has a
0: lot of uh, some some uh it seems like little tips of the hat to like the, mm-hmm. the, the Stephen king uh cinematic oh, yeah. universe the shared universe
1: lots of lots of uh, dark tower drops like con uh tet and like all that kind of shit i was like hmm. it's like i don't think that was in the book but whatever you know what i think would have been better actually the stuff in the book that i liked the most was uh danny's getting over alcoholism because i think that's a better ghost story where uh Maybe this is what the 30-minute director cut is, but uh, one of the things I liked a lot was like the – the lady who overdoses and the baby, that was like a thing that kept coming up over and over again with him. And that was like part of the,
2: yeah, like one the, of the
1: things that like fueled him more because it was like one of the reasons he drank so much because he saw like this dead kid all all over and he's like, I guess that's my fault. And then you see
0: it like, is this kind of like, is that a real thing? And then you realize, oh yeah, he's got powers. And then mm-hmm. they 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 kind of downplay that element. But I guess it's like, that's what the alcohol does. is It, it numbs yeah. that. And I guess- There's like the whole thing about like, whatever, when Meg the Hat. Rose Rose sorry whatever Rose, yeah, Rose the, the hat. hat Uh, she's like how did you stay under our radar oh we would have come for you and you're like well it's because he mm. was drinking it like he because drinking numbed his powers but it's like well he was a little kid for a while who just didn't talk yeah. and it's so like they would have yeah so like, the whole idea that the Overlook Hotel is like a super like soul eating mm-hmm. vampire you're like come I don't know or like they just drive right up to the place because it's abandoned and you're like huh
1: I think this place would be a real party zone for the kids. That's what I thought. I mean, I lived in Colorado and if if there was word, it'd be like, "Hey, listen. If we drive for about an hour, there's a completely abandoned like resort, ski resort. It's it's completely abandoned. We can live there for 3 days. We can do whatever we feel like and just hang out. I would have been I would have been there in 40 minutes on under an hour. I'd've been get, there
0: getting drunk just like Jack Torrance.
1: Uh, Jared, I don't know what you're insinuating about my character, but Mm. I don't like it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, it's, that's what I mean. Like there are, there are, there are a lot of things that I like. I think, I think as a story itself, it would have been better if it was more subdued where it was just, it was just about Danny Torrance growing up, locking away those demons, man, because that's what alcoholism, Jared. Stephen King has taught me that over and over again that alcoholism is just a demon a monkey on your back and you gotta walk it away and then yeah he could be a hospice guy and like let people go I don't I don't think it needed the confrontation of the traveling gypsies but again like I I, I did see something with him where he was just like, that's like his nod to old America, which he throws in everything too. He's like, you know, the traveling RV man. It's oh. like, you never know who's on the highway behind you. Okay,
0: jump. so in this, if you want to, okay, if you want to talk about just like slop. It's just like how oh, yeah. characters just travel across America, oh, in, right, in the blink of an eye via vehicle, and it doesn't make any sense. It's like all time yeah. space. It's very Game's of Game of Thrones ish. Really uh, like yeah. There's that stuff. And you're like, I don't know. It's just like because they make this big point of like, blah blah blah, New Hampshire. Like they, it's almost comical. All these like title cards that tell you where they're at. We're like, I don't even care where they're at. Like now that because it told, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I'm like, yeah. like when <laughs> hearing like. Out loud, you're McGregor doing his like weird American accent talking about Mm. teeny
1: town. (laughs) I got a couple ships there at uh, teeny town, (laughs)
0: yeah. And the orderly stuff, it's like it's all touched upon in this very like superficial way,
1: and uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. See and that's that's one of the things it's like in the book there's more to that and maybe that is what the director's cut is but like first half of the book is just Danny Torrance like getting over alcoholism and working as an orderly and I was like that's the best part and then and, they,
0: and then they time jump they time jump yeah, it he goes to one and, meeting and then goes 8 years later you're like whoa
1: yeah. <laughs> and the book jumps around like that too and I think even like the addition of Abra like in the book for him training like a uh, someone else I think that would have been fine too. It's, I do think it's just the travel and row like band of villains. It's like, I don't think that they were even needed for this. Like not really. Yeah. I don't know that, that whole stuff. Like,
0: cause yeah, they go track down like the, the girl who's uh, using her push powers. Snakebite Andy. Yeah. Snake Snakebite Andy who uh, targets uh, child predators, mm-hmm. uh,
1: which is like, you know, it's like, oh, she's not so bad after all. She's uh well, well, I, I have one thing too. Uh you brought it up where it's like Danny has powers but doesn't. Uh is like the movie, they only have like the abilities when it's convenient to them almost. Because like so that Snake Bite Andy could push stuff. And then you had Crow Daddy. He had like um he was a finder. He was like a tracker because of course that's Stephen King for you. He uh makes the indigenous guy the the tracker. Uh and then Rose the Hat, like I can't remember her thing. Like she was the leader because she she could get like all of theirs but then there was also uh like they all had like different powers and abilities and i I can't remember what danny's was specifically it's not just that he can like communicate with abra it was something more than that and then Abra he's
0: a looker like he can look in Uh, i don't know or see things like that because it seems like he can see the he can see the past he can see the future and he can like it, also see yeah. what's happening elsewhere. And it seems like it's free floating. Like I said, this is just like, this is so frustrating. This is just like, what is this? Like this, I mean, especially I, know, I haven't read the books. I have no connection sure. to this material. And I'm like, Oh, I, I just, just leave well enough alone. And this is Warner brothers. This is Warner brothers yeah. doing this, taking like dusting off these old IPs. They did it with Blade Runner and they, uh, they did, they're doing it here again. That's like, and, uh, I mean, I'll say like, I mean, one thing that you can say with Danny Villeneuve is, uh, he, he definitely, like, brought some like visual interest, sure. like at least, uh, it's very much of a, the time and doesn't look as lived in, but it's very pretty. This oh yeah. mm.
1: I think uh, this one not as much Warner Brothers. I think Stephen King takes the hit for this one because I remember when he announced this stuff, he he was on Twitter. This is like eight years ago, and he's like, "What do you guys want next? A uh, a detective novel or a follow up to The Shining?" And wow. people are like, wow. and so like, he,
0: what, a, what a what a open offer that is.
1: That's just what he did, man. Because you know Stephen I, King's very famed for his detective novels. Well, that's what I'm saying is like that's what he's doing now because like all the Bill Hodges stuff like that. um Mr. Mercedes, that like trilogy of uh books that he made, that's like old detective. There's a detective in that that pops up in The Outsider, which is also a detective story. And that's the one that has shootouts in the woods, too. And then uh the fucking um, the thing that he just did, too, like he did The Institute, which is like X-Men and then a short story thing. But the next one he has coming out, I think, is like. I can't remember. All he wants to do is detective books now. I see.
0: How was how that Mister Mercedes show?
1: Uh, I never watched the show. I read the oh, book.
0: I know you read the book, but I was wondering if you had actually watched the that series.
1: I mean, it's it had two or three seasons, and I really like Brendan Gleeson.
0: A uh, cartoonist so. I like, uh, Josh Simons. He just he had posted like back in April a list of his like he's kind of doing a Stephen King ranked list, but he breaks it down as just like. The, these are the great ones. These ones are mm-hmm. pretty good. These ones are okay. These ones are meh. And uh, in his like in the upper echelon, he had Mister Mercedes, eleven twenty two sixty three, and mm. the and the and the Outsider.
1: No, uh, eleven. <laughs> just just no. The Outsider TV shows it's good. Uh, Jason Bateman directed a lot of them. It's got a really good look, but it's same same old shit, man. It really loses steam in the back end. The you could that story you could never make good. At what is promised at the start, like all of the crazy shit that like builds up the story, you could never resolve that in a good way. Eleven twenty two sixty three. The uh, the show it's okay, but uh, the book is that's one of those instances. Not to be like that guy, but it's like the book is so much better that uh, it's like. That's your
0: favorite sh- book, right? That's your favorite yeah. King book. So that's a yeah. th- that's a tough order to. Uh, it's a tough talk. order. No,
1: but I stand by it. That's fine. Yeah. So uh eleven twenty two sixty three it's yeah, actually, and, and this again, yeah, this is in the confines he, he makes an okay point. Those are like yeah. serialized. In yeah, and, in fine.
0: the and in the confines of like ranking Stephen King, yeah, uh no, it, that's it fair. could it could very well be a national. I mean, hey, maximum overdrive, I think, is uh is is a fine oh, piece yeah. of cinema. And yep.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm actually I, I just went back to look. I have eleven twenty two sixty three at fifteen on my list. So it's like Maybe maybe time has made me like just be like oh the book but uh eleven twenty two six three outsider and what was the other one he said it was another TV show Mr Mr Mercedes Mr yes, Mercedes yeah. Right. yeah, I haven't seen that but like the the book is fine, but that's one of the things too it's like there's maybe there's more for Stephen King the more room you have to play around with I think the better ultimately like look at Storm of the century that thing's wicked and because it was a uh, like a five hour TV show Leno but <laughs> Yeah I don't know Stephen King's a weird bag man He is It's a weird bag People can go to my uh, Ranked list to see uh, the bottom Five that are all directed by uh, Shit Garris Except for The Stand Your Stand is okay But yeah. that's the that's the only one That's the only one of his
0: It's the only oh, yeah. one I guess my Stephen King is still a private Hmm just, just, just for fans. Just o- only fans. Nah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I see. I mean, I, I, on my I, so on my list, I mean, I'd put Doctor Sleep behind Green Mile, but ahead of the TV miniseries. It.
1: I think actually, I just. It's funny. I I just put it above Green Mile, but only just. And I, but actually, I, I, Green Mile's pretty good. I I've I saw Green Mountain
0: Theater, and that was like one of the, it was a very weird experience. <laughs> like, yeah. because of like the people I went to with it. So mm. it, it was strange watching a man bawling, like an adult man crying. In the movie or in, in the in, theater? In the theater. Oh, okay. With me. Oh,
1: well, Michael Clark Duncan He he really,
0: well, this person really related to John (laughs) Coffey. In a way, I was like, oh, man.
1: As a criminal? No. As a large man. As a
0: large man.
1: Right. And you related to Sam Rockwell as a moon pie man, right? Moon pie man. Who else
0: we got? We got uh, Percy. What's his name? That piece of shit. Percy Wetmore. These names.
1: Mm -hmm. Real people. Real,
0: real people, allegedly. I remember when those books were coming out. Uh, whatever it was monthly serialized. The Green yeah, the, the yep. uh, yeah the serialized novels. What a what a novel idea.
1: <laughs> get out, get out.
0: I mean, so the only other things I watched, uh, the Night of Open Sex, directed by uh, Je- Jess Franco, starring uh, Lena Romay. I mean, you were you sounded very interested the other week. When. <laughs> Just the other week, talking about great actresses, favorite films. Well, oh. I, I hadn't seen this Franco movie. Uh, nah. Not, not, not much to recommend for Night of Open Sex, mm. but it's got some some cool nightclub footage, and uh, it's got some some genital uh, torture. So that's always fun.
1: Duncan genital torture, or a different kind of genital torture?
0: Different kind.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. And then I watched a, a real R.J. pick called The Killing mm-hmm. Kind. Um, he, mm. it's about a, he's about, a, it's about a sex pervert who is, um, uh, who's like coerced into a gang rape at the very beginning of the movie and he didn't want to do it, okay. he went to jail for it and, uh, he comes back and he's got a, he's got some problems and he's got an overbearing mother that like, there's some real like undercurrents, mm-hmm. some, some incestuous undercurrents that don't play out but they're but they're very it's very 70s and Jeez. uh he starts this guy this kid he starts uh killing some ladies he's a he's a real sick twist and killing cats and rats so to what uh, end uh entertainment cinema art mm-hmm. i uh mm-hmm. this is definitely like kind of in the area of cinema, the vibe of it, I like. Like Bad Ronald, the, the great film okay. Bad Ronald. Yeah. But yeah, this would be a tough recommend to most people. But it, but it's, it definitely fits in the Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome uh, world. Universe? Yeah. From uh, director Curtis Harrington, director of the beloved Night Tide. Night Tide? Night Tide, starring Dennis Hopper.
1: Oh, People I don't watch, think I know that film,
0: Jim. Well, maybe you should watch it. Maybe you'll get more out of it than I do. Some people they fucking love this thing and I'm just kind of like, hmm. It's kind of boring. But that's just maybe
1: me. Maybe maybe you got to change the choices you make in life.
0: But. maybe. Well, I've got a big pile of vinegar syndromes now. I've got uh, nine I've got that nine lies of wet pussy.
1: Charis. It's not going
0: it. to watch itself.
1: It's not going to what? Sorry? It's not going to watch itself. Oh, is that the word you used? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all I have to say is uh, when we get canceled, and we will, uh, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Well, we, we, uh, we have
0: quite a backlog now.
1: Like, we have a lot of choices. I mean, where would you even begin? for To cancel us? Yeah. I'd say about four out of five of the things you say at any given time. Right. But, uh. Well,
0: fuck. I mean, as a bridge of, hey, what, what, what news do you bring this week, RJ? Um, since like we've been recording, I mean, it's been like, uh, me too, too. In what sense? Like on Twitter. It's like, uh, I don't know. Oh, in the
1: extent of our recordings?
0: Yeah. Like since we recorded in the past week, it's been like, uh, the, the Twitter and the wrestling comic books.
1: Everyone's mm-hmm. a fucking pervert. Well, I'm just glad they got that Chris Delia guy. I, I've always I've always that thought are, I have no idea who that is. even okay, now Okay, so he's a stand up and like there was some stuff that I thought was fine, like funny with his, but I remember I reviewed it on Letterboxd. One of his more recent ones from a couple years ago, the entire stand up was just like, Hey, remember this? That that's fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, What is this? I was like, This is weird. But I also had a I had a sense that he was bad, and I think I I don't know. I can't remember who I said it to, but he would do this thing where he would uh he would reply to people's tweets, uh where they weren't tagging him. So this guy was just like searching his own name on like Twitter and then res- responding to it. And I can see people being like, "Oh, that's funny." It's like, mm. it's like I think that's more, that's more about him than it is anyone else. You know what I mean, Jer? Well, they got him. So they got yeah. him. Good. What what other me-toos have you seen?
0: Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Brian Singer, there was a hashtag with his name. Because they're, they're, they haven't got him yet. They've but been they're, trying they're, for they're a Hashtag time. Brian Singer where people are just calling him a pedophile. And I go, yeah. you know, he hasn't been convicted of anything. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that uh, saying that sort of thing could be make you liable for damages. Sure. Until it's proven. So...
1: It lets you tag uh, an allegedly at the end of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, kind of like when people on podcasts go on and on about Max Landis without without any evidence. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. You just got to always cover your butt. Allegedly. D- drop, drop, well, these drop, are characters. Drop, drop the big A, you know.
1: Well, I think uh, what's uh, one of those like far right uh, Fox News anchors uh, – Tucker Carlson, Carlson or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think there was a thing on him last week where, it was like, uh, his agents were like, "Well, no one would take this as real news. It's like he's a character." Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah."
0: So that's that's lawyer speak for sure. Beautiful. Just like Alex Jones.
1: Hey, here's some news for you, Jared. and Little RJ Ra- What? Excuse me. Little Rascals star Brandon Bug Hall arrested for huffing air duster cans. That's Alfalfa from the Little Rascals.
0: From the 90s version.
1: You can get arrested for huffing air duster.
0: I I, I guess. Maybe using something else. While in the
1: midst of doing that. Like public urination or something.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Does it still count if it's in your pants at UP? Is that still public (laughs) urination?
0: I don't know. Um, Write your congressman.
1: (laughs) Well I mean like. I feel like a lot of people just do that by accident. Some people can't control it. So would you get charged as like an offender because you piss your pants because you can't hold Co- it anymore? I think there's some context. To the little rascals thing or to what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, to, to both the peeing of your pants and indecency.
1: Uh. Oh, so like, I mean, if it's an accident, it's probably okay. But if you do it on purpose, then you're definitely a pervert. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, huh. Huh. So are we going to rebrand uh, the podcast? <laughs> well, I, I
0: definitely don't appreciate how uh, abused the word creeps has become since we started this podcast. Well, I, th- I think it's unfair to us.
1: I agree because it's not like we're creeping on any kind of vulnerable sector of uh, the population. It's just we are creeping on the spines of the movies. Mel Gibson got in trouble again. Did you see that? Yeah, dude, like you were almost back out of there. I was your, I was rooting for you. You got just, just stop saying weird shit. <laughs> Cut it out. People are recording you. Just don't do it. All right.
0: I do see that tenant tenant is mm-hmm. uh, trending because it it's coming won't up.
1: Get delayed. It's
0: coming out at the end of July. Even though well, I wonder mm-hmm. how many people will be around to watch it. Apparently there's been an outbreak at uh,
1: WWE. Oh good. Yeah, it's good. Good. Well, I mean, a good thing to get, maybe that's why the Undertaker retired. Um Yeah. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I don't want to be around.
0: The, I I want to be I want to be a, a dead man, but I don't want to be dead, man."
1: I think that's fair. Nobody yeah. wants to be dead, man. Man. Yeah, that's it. I'm just it. seeing if there's any other news. Okay. Oh, a lot of people died. Uh-oh. Didn't they? Did they? Somebody, it's... a couple of big people died. Oh, uh, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Director of one of my favorite movies, Batman Forever. Love that thing. Yeah, there was a guy
0: at the comic book store who said, yeah, I'm going to I make a point of watching all Drew Joel Schumacher's movies. And I went, uh, it... why would you do that? <laughs> No, just don't. It's too late after the fact. Well, now everyone's like, "Oh, I haven't. I gotta check these out." And you're like, "No, you don't."
1: I but, don't know. I think. I mean, if you weren't gonna be into it before he died,
0: you really don't need to watch his movies. Yeah. Oh, that's why people watch. Someone watched Phone Booth the other day. I'm like, "Oh, it's Joel Schumacher." Hmm. Mm-hmm. I've seen eight. Eight of Joel Schumacher. Yep. Batman and Robin, Batman Forever, The Lost Boys, Falling Down. Uh, I never saw the Number Twenty Three, R.J.
1: Uh, I remember when I watched it when I was like 15, I was like, yeah. Aww, I was like, this is some freaky man. shit.
0: I remember uh, watching The Client and A Time to Kill. Hmm. And, oh, and Blood Creek, which was his uh, vampire movie, his other vampire <laughs> movie.
1: Hey, dude, A Time to Kill is a wicked movie. That thing's awesome. <clears throat> I think that's there's gonna be a resurgence for that. That movie's wicked. I I had the book on that thing, I was like, yeah.
0: You know you know about that Blood Creek? Blood Creek? A man and his brother on a mission of revenge again become trapped in a harrowing occult experiment dating back to the Third Reich, starring Dominic Purcell, Henry Cavill, and Michael Fassbender.
1: Wow, look at that stacked cast.
0: No, and and Wentworth Miller
1: as well. It is available. Or not? Uh, I mean, that's interesting. That,
0: I don't I, uh, I And I,
1: Dominic Purcell get cast and everything together. Yeah, it, it's available on Apple TV to rent for two ninety nine.
0: I I have a DVD of it kicking around. Oh, you know what? I have never actually seen. I don't think from start to finish. Though is eight millimeter.
1: Eight mil. Oh, uh, I think I'm similar actually. But Tigerland. Oh boy. <laughs> 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 Who hasn't seen Tigerland? Am I right here? Who has it? Me. That's g- I haven't. Actually, Thailand has a guy I thought, Clifton Collins Jr. when we finished Doctor Sleep I, and I was like uh, not Tony Clifton, but I was like I was like this guy's in it and you're like, "Yeah, yeah. Uh, who played like his buddy?" But I, I was thinking of Clifton Collins Jr. Uh, easy, easy mistake to make. Yeah. But I mean, the big takeaway here is that Batman Forever is a good show. It always was. Always
0: was. Always was. Hey, we got a movie to talk about. No, we don't. We have two movies to talk about. No, we don't. But they're kind of like one movie. Sure. After the break, we're rolling into town, hooking up with our old lady and our estranged son. But we'll Mm -hmm. be good uncles.
1: Good old Uncle Jarrett.
0: Dirty old uncle. It's all okay
2: ちぶや。今日 1 知り合いや。ならえけど、大丈夫やん。キャリア
1: 芸術印象
2: え。いい<笑> もう
1: <laughs>
0: and we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast and tonight we're talking about two Yasujiro Ozu movies. Huh? The first, A Story of Floating Weeds from 1934. And mm-hmm. the second, Floating Weeds from 1959. Um,
1: uh, Wait, there's two of these? There's not one, but two. Movies. But they're the same uh, spine number? They are. So if you were making a ranked list, Jarrett, would you include both of them?
0: <sighs> yes. Because yeah, it, it borks out, because there's some of those spines that don't actually, aren't movies in themselves. They're just the box set. Just there. Did you say a bork so Like with a B? Bork? Bork. You really borked that one.
1: <laughs> so tell me about these movies, Jer.
0: Well, RJ. Uh-huh. I have seen Floating Weeds from 1959 before. Okay. And I think I tried starting to watch a story of floating weeds at one point in my life and just was like, Nope. <laughs> Mm-hmm. not not in the mood for a silent film at the moment fair and we'll get there so mm-hmm. I, but i've owned the set for a bit this was the f- so floating weeds was the first ozu movie i ever watched mm-hmm. and uh one of the draws uh sadly enough was that it was one of four commentary tracks that roger ebert participated on and gave his insights have i ever listened to these commentary tracks no no, what I were haven't. the other three? Uh, off the top of my head, okay, it's uh, Crumb, which okay. is one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark City.
1: Oh, really? You
0: know, yeah. He loves Dark City. Like Alex Proyos? Yeah. Or Proyos? Oh, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. I, I think the the other one is, um, uh, was it Beyond the Valley of the Dolls?
1: Oh, that makes, I think yeah. I heard he, you say that. Which wrote, yeah. Right. So, hey, you know Jersey City? The clothing store? Yeah. So when I, when I was 16, I worked at a Jersey City, and there was this guy there who, had, oh, who I'm also wrong. worked there. It's, it's Citizen Kane. Oh, that's fine, I guess. Yeah. So anyways, going back to Jersey City, jerk, there was this guy there who worked with me, and he always talked about Dark City all the time. All the time. He even went to HMV and bought one and brought it back to the store. And he's like, this is the movie I was telling you about. And I said, can I borrow it? And he said, no. And I was like, oh, well, I guess you just bought the one that <laughs> Dark, I would have Dark bought, City. I guess. Dark City. Oh,
0: okay. I'm wrong. It wasn't four. It actually is a grand total of six. And I do own all oh, six okay. of the movies. Citizen Kane, Casablanca as well, mm, Dark City, yeah. Floating Weeds, Crumb, and Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. So I own... Okay. All those movies except for Floating Weeds. So that's why I bought Floating Weeds, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I've heard about this Ozu. I know that uh, Paul Schrader he likes that, talks about that transcendental uh, filmmaking." And but I was always like, eh, "I don't know, I don't know about this." Ozu. Mm-hmm. Th- this was a long time ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm sorry, I interrupted you talking about. No, that was it about Dark City.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've just, I've always, I've never even seen Dark City. It's just, it's, I find it. Hilarious that the Ebert was a big Dark City guy because yeah. I think. Anyways, what about Oz? Well, he he's also a big fan of uh Knowing, which is also
0: like, preys. Oh, the
1: uh, Nick Cage movie. Yeah, that movie is pretty good. Have oh, you seen it?
0: I have not. I've I've only heard really bad things about it, and only yeah. Ebert is the outlier on that one. I thought it was okay. Interesting. I thought it was alright. Okay, so. A story of floating weeds.
1: Sure. What about, what about it?
0: The synopsis from Letterboxd. Uh An aging actor returns to a small town with his troupe and reunites with his former lover and illegitimate son. A scenario that enrages his current mistress and results in heartbreak for all. Whoa, shit. It's dramatic as hell. And for shits. What's the plot synopsis for floating weeds?
1: Uh, I don't know, but lay it on me.
0: A troop of traveling players arrive at a small seaport in the south of Japan. Kamajuro Arashi, the aging master of the troop, goes to visit his old flame, Ayoshi, and their son, Kayoshi. Even though Kayoshi believes Kamajuro is his uncle, the leading actress, Sumiko, is jealous. And so, in order to humiliate the master, persuades the younger actress, Kayo, to seduce Kayoshi.
1: They... They muddled that up way too bad. Why they should have just copied and pasted from story of floating weeds. They made it way more complicated than it needed to be. Of all these names, yeah. The first, the first one was it's it's clear. It's clear. Succinct. It's clear, Jarrett. It's clear. Ugh.
0: So, um, so first of all, I will just say that I much preferred 1959. Weeds no. to okay. 1934 Weeds. Sure. And I'm going to say that I, I'm i not in a silent movie mood at this point.
1: Any reason, Jared? Sure.
0: I don't know. Like, uh, we were watching Testament of Dr. Mabuse last week. I mean, in that, we were watching uh, Dr. Mabuse, The Gambler. Uh-huh. And there's something about that canned silent film music that mm-hmm. is all, all the craze on these DVDs where they give you multiple options for silent film music and mm-hmm. it's always this like uh, I don't know it seems like it has nothing to do with the movie right it's like hey hey let's just keep this on so you're going to it's easier to watch if there's like a musical accompaniment which is true mm-hmm. watching things in total silence and there's no audio track of any sort can be a, could make the time go by that much slower mm-hmm. like if, if somebody ever wants to try have just like watching YouTube videos with the sound off and see how long you last mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't it would be pretty bad especially when it's like clearly people are talking you have the intertitles, um, mm-hmm. which just seems like such a sl- it's, it's an artifact of a different time where you you don't have the natural rhythms of speech happening mm-hmm. and I don't know I mean I'm not against silent film I love a lot of silent films but I I, I don't know I I think I found a story of floating weeds very slow as a result of that, and uh, like in floating weeds, it just seems so much more activated, mm-hmm. just, just like on that initial level of like watchability. Yeah. Uh, like floating weeds is two hours long. Story of floating weeds is an hour and a half, and I thought mm-hmm. uh, I thought story of floating weeds is really long <laughs> in comparison, mm-hmm. even though it should be shorter. But and I think part of that was the 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 languid pace, and mm-hmm. I mean I've. I recall that um, Ozu really hung on to silent film longer than mm-hmm. necessary because he was not confident in what sound brought to mm-hmm. movies. That he was mm. like he he was he was focused on like the visual and he thought there would be a compromise there. It was a uh, kind of a, a formal decision that eventually, he, obviously, he caved in on. And then you start you yeah. start getting sound, you start getting color, which mm-hmm. I mean. In Ozu movies, I mean, there is like a lot to be said in just like black and white how great his stuff looks. Like Tokyo mm-hmm. Story, Tokyo Story looks amazing, but like color is just like that added level. And when he starts yeah. like really photographing stuff, like oh, this movie looks so amazing. And that is like probably the highest recommendation for Floating Weeds. It's just purely on a visual level that movie looks incredible. And so, story mm-hmm. of Floating Weeds, it's it, it's he's starting to actually. And I've seen only a few Ozu silent films, Mm -hmm. Um, and like you you see him coming together as a filmmaker, you start seeing him like kind of working on that like square, uh, tomato the the mat shot that I'm blanking out on right now tomato tomato mats you know them Mm -hmm. tomato
1: mats yeah tomato
0: yeah big old tomato mats
1: sure whatever I don't say words right ever
0: that's for the that's for the the YouTube listeners
1: tomato mats
0: tomato mats.
1: Well, I, I in an Ozu episode, I just said I liked knowing with Nicolas Cage, so I imagine that this is gonna get this is gonna get like lambasted for years upon my character. But hey, jokes on them because I don't plan to live more than another year or two.
0: I see some people refer to it as pillow shots. You? No, it's like it's the it's the tatami mat. That's what it was. S- still, still, so. Still. <clears throat> Anywho, yeah, so yeah, I mean, you're talking about the same movie. There's there's yep. obviously slight differences in how things kind of play out to some degree, mm-hmm. but the big plot beats are there. You have the the man role who's the leader of the troop, the uh, master. They roll in on a train in one movie. They mm-hmm. roll in on a boat on the other. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Hey, there's a kabuki show coming in, and uh, everyone
1: everyone's gonna check it out because we don't have TV." <laughs> well what what else are, that's the same with people checking out podcasts everyone was cutting the cord they don't have tv anymore either so they got to listen to free podcasts on youtube to yeah. uh got nothing else to do it's we're the new kabuki theater and be,
0: and because there's no live sports they're buying cards like baseball cards and <laughs> hockey cards For Podcasts? not well we
1: yeah, sadly podcasts don't have cards yet trading cards if there was interest i'd make a couple of just us that we could sell for what like a hundred dollars a card signed uh like game podcast worn
0: shirts waths.
1: yeah yeah like stuff like that and it'd be a card with jared and it would just be like jared duncan stats bad guy
0: <laughs> bad bad hombre
1: number one bad guy number two sinner and then on the back would have a, a brief Non-beli- biop- non-believer no. non-believer Total center. So uh yeah, let's do it. What are we talking about? Ozu? Floating, oh, yeah, weeds. floating weeds.
0: So what are these floating weeds, RJ? Uh it's
1: these, it's
0: these actors, right? It's these <laughs> it's it's this this guy. And they're mm-hmm. f- they're floating, floating through the air.
1: Fancy-free. I fancy free. I, I kind of took it more as like <laughs> say floating weeds are like things that are just it's like the actors they're there and they're not like necessarily like They don't do any harm being there, but at the same time, it's like, you don't really want them there. And it's like an uncle that won't leave. And then you're like, uncle, dad, what? I always suspected. Always suspected. Are we still talking about story of a floating weeds? Are we talking about floating weeds? We're
0: we're talking about all both of them.
1: Okay. I was going to say for story of floating weeds, it's just poor timing. Like whatever asshole decided to put two silent films back to back, like, I know. On it's top like, of
0: you know, on top of the fact that we just watched like what six and a half, seven hours of uh, Mabuse of last week, and, a, yeah. and one of those is a four and a half hour silent film, and then you come back with uh story of floating Weeks, It's like, oh, I mean, that's like just complete chance and you watch story of floating weeds and I don't know. It's, it's hard to be like, well, the next one's like a remake by the same guy. And we laughed about how last week we're like, Oh, usually when directors go back and remake their movies, they're not very good the next time. The uh, vanishing
1: style. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, like, yeah, vanishing and fun, funny games. Both of those are bad, so whatever. Uh, but no, yeah, exactly. Like it's bad timing for us. And uh, I know people are always on our grills about talking about how uh, not liking silent films and uh, or not 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 liking silent films, talking down about silent films. Even or though if, Passion of Joan of Arc is our uh, our yeah. one of our all time bangers. It's both of our number one. So it's like we very clearly like silent films. It's just sometimes when you watch over like silent film after silent film and they're like four and a half hours you're like oof you're like I, dra- I want to watch Cars 3 instead of this stuff right now am I right here hells yeah so anyways <laughs> for a story of a Cars means,
0: 3 okay <laughs> that's big that's shout out to uh, Justin Peterson Justin right there.
1: Peterson from the preamble that's yeah. uh, that's for those uh, non like non YouTube only listeners who so will understand that joke Okay, anyways, uh story of a floating weeds. It was a bit of a, a task with what we did last week. I did uh drift a little bit like I paid attention the whole time, but I did fall asleep once, so I had to rewind a little bit. Yes, I, re- I rewound. Um the thing about story of silent weeds though, is like it it honestly it kind of to me it seemed like it seemed like if someone in like 2014, 2013 was making a silent film what they thought it would be like because I was like I think it's pretty well shot it's got really yeah. nice images and like it looks great so I was like it actually looks really good I think it's yes. it's almost like <clears throat> what someone pretending to make a silent film now would be doing so as a silent film I was like it actually is really good it's just it was bad timing for us and then knowing that we're going to get an almost identical remake coming up afterwards I was like I uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you fade a little bit. You're like, well, I'll save it for the color Ozu. Because, <laughs> like, I watched it, and then I was kind of like, what was that movie about? And then I watched Floating Weeds, and I was like, oh, I got it. It's, it snaps into place. Snaps into place. So that's all I wanted to say about Story of the Floating Weeds. You know, you, we... know what
0: was, you know what was missing, though, I think, from Floating Weeds was, like, Watermelon Kid
1: uh yeah so like i i actually have some screenshots of ozu or or of these two movies where it's ozu shows kids better than like anyone else yes like watermelon kid and then in uh floating weeds there's like the kids that are hanging out waiting for the show to start like he it's such a in these movies it's such a brief thing but like watermelon kid he's also like he has those cards mixed up and he's like. There's always just this kid who's like part of the world and like good morning is that's where it's all about the kids but these ones the kids just like in the background and is like man Ozu you you show the you show what kids are doing so so well it's like so much better than other people do it's so charming. So yeah, watermelon kid. He's the uh, the real winner of this uh this episode.
0: <laughs> well, we we also got the one um the one horny lady from Floating Weeds. Which horny lady? The, oh, the one that she's like, "Hey, the, the actors are in town. You want to you want to hang out?" And he's like, "No, I'm just going to hand out these uh, leaflets."
1: I, oh, the lady with the jacked up teeth. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, she's she's talking to that guy who's like very clearly depressed and almost suicidal. He's like, "Nothing matters. Life is horrible." And she's like, "You're so funny." <laughs> it's Like, "What are you doing later?" What? <laughs> Yeah, I and got then, it. And then
0: she flashes in that smile.
1: She goes, Come check me out. Ah, no. uh, so... But for Floating Weeds, what? Well, what were okay, you going to
0: say? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I have uh, obviously a lot more enthusiasm for uh, 59's Floating Weeds because sure. my feeling of this here, my, my take, uh-huh. is it a warm take? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe even warmer than that? Maybe hot? Hot? Is uh, this is kind of like a Fellini movie? This is like totally in the mm. wheel, the wheelhouse. The music, in particular, in Floating Weeds, is like mm-hmm. very Anina Roda to me. Um, there's this sort of like village pastoral vibe to it. Uplifting. It's about actors uh, traveling mm-hmm. troops, um, and like kind of these like kind of like mm, maybe toxic males, some some bad some bad dudes. Whoa! Yeah. Sinners. Yeah, sinners, and uh, the the group's kind of falling apart, um, and there's a this kind of repetition of these shots of this village of this ship coming in the ship sails on i guess would be uh, mm-hmm. a little on the nose but yeah like i feel like this is like very unusual for an ozu movie uh, mm-hmm. compared to the, the ones i've seen anyway which are very like restrained i think in their depictions of like family where this yeah. seems very like heightened people are getting physical people are getting slapped mm-hmm. around people are arguing out in the rain People don't do. People don't do get that way in the, these Ozu's, but this this is one. People are a little wild. <laughs> wild how, Jarrett? Um, they they their emotions get the best of them. Okay.
1: They're not as reserved. That sounds like a thing that someone would say when discussing Ozu movies. Yeah. Quiet, contemplative. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Tell me more.
0: I'll tell you more things that you've heard before. Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel? No, about, I, I, how, how do you feel about these this this uh, thought process? Does this now? Did you think of Fellini at all
1: watching Floating Weeds? No, but it makes sense because uh, watching this, I was kind of like, I was like, this doesn't seem like the Ozu that I've come to appreciate. Not my uh, Ozu. Not, not my not, Ozu. Not my. Not my Good Morning. Not my farting kids movie. That's a that's. Oh, but Good Morning is, and Heavyweights are very closely connected, which is, I think, why I like them so much. But yeah, I was like, this is different from Ozu. And uh, so I like Floating weeds, uh, But in terms of all the other ones, I was like, well, I was like it doesn't come close to those guys. And I don't think it's I don't think it's because it's raw or more Fellini-esque or anything like that for me is why I don't like it as much. But I think the other ones are. I think they're more genuine in the sense where it's kind of like what you said where this one's – you have people like doing this and that and the other ones are a little bit more like you got this one good guy just trying to be good and that's all it is, man. That's all it is. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I, th- I feel like I'm talking about out my ass but uh, um, I think floating we- weeds is good. But I also think that uh, there were certain things about it that I was kind of like, well, I was like, I don't think it's coming up here with the Tokyo story and no, it, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, it's definitely lesser Ozu. <laughs> lesser <laughs> to be, Ozu to
0: be yeah. that guy.
1: Yeah, it it does have good like um, it still has lots of great shots, uh, and it's it does have good Ozu like character uh, interactions and and like even the story it yeah. actually does. It, it sounds like an Ozu story where it's like, tra- or guy who would be uncle is actually dad, and then it finds out. But I think it's some of the other stuff, like the side plot with the, the um, deception between like the, the girlfriend and, and the, the yeah. other actress and stuff. I was like, eh. I was like, this isn't like, this isn't what I thought would. Uh, it's not not my not my Ozu, Jared. It's not yeah. my Ozu. So that, that kind of stuff like kind of pulled me out of it a little bit where I think where Ozu is best is like the char- the character interactions where it's like you just have a really grounded thing like where say it's either a parent dies or some guys – a different guy is dying or you have kids like trying to find their place or something like that. It's like very simple but relatable things where this one I thought it just – it just had a an extra element that I was like, well – it might not even need to be there. I think the father son, the estranged father son relationship would have been enough. And then, and then it would have been my Ozu. So not to say that it's not good. I, I do like it. It's just, uh, yeah. it's definitely not up there with the other ones.
0: No. Yeah, you know t- what I mean? But yeah. no, I, I agree. I mean, so when I, apparently back in Jesus, what are you, do, what are you doing there? You're it just, happened again. Yeah, it's twice in twice in one night.
1: I I wasn't even like doing anything weird. I just okay. I, I'm good. I'm under
0: control. Very unprofessional, RJ. Uh, I I've never claimed to be professional. What's very professional though is rating movies of stars. And uh, when I watched Floating Weeds, June of 2015. So mm-hmm. actually, weirdly enough, almost exactly five years ago. That is strange. Yeah. Uh, I gave it three stars. Yeah, I mean. I think um, I, yeah. I, would, I would regard it a little bit better now. I, yeah. I, I like the movie is gorgeous. the uh, The cinematography, the the clothing, the 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 lines. Oh, I girls. love I love all characters. Like, I love the that the the tatami shots. I love the how people look directly at the camera when they're conversing. I love all those beats. I love the the mm-hmm. feeling of watching his movies. I just think yeah. that this one. Plot wise, it's so busy. Like, it feels so. Yeah, um, exactly. It doesn't like it's not like what I like, like you're saying mm-hmm. about what he does, like, which are like almost like non stories. This is kind of like, well, this is a story about, like, well, this is my son, but he was raised as, uh, where I'm the, just his uncle and I'm not really there because I'm an actor who's just floating like a weed. And uh, mm-hmm. these actors just tumble through by boat. Oh, I just keep thinking about those shots of the, the, mm-hmm. the, the the uh lighthouse and then there's like the bottle on the on the dock and they're just mm-hmm. framed up and it looks so good and it's just these mm-hmm. like, still shots and then you get you go we go back and forth to the shots of like the ship coming in to the uh the light tower of this like you know coastal village
1: and it look it's so great like the ship is that one from Story of Floating Weeds the sorry the ship cuz isn't Floating Weeds the train or am I getting yeah, getting no, I, no, or am no. I getting story them? story story is the train, the train station. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because the final yeah. shot of floating weeds, it's yeah, it's definitely a ship, and it's like the end where like the boat leaves. Okay. I they, think I they, 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 they end with the same shot as well. Right. Uh where it's like the the last thing is just like watching the the train or boat leave and then it kind of
1: Yeah. Goes. I thought for some reason I thought the train was floating weeds because like the master goes to the station, or I, is it a boat depot? <laughs> doesn't he go to the station and then he runs into the like girlfriend who betrayed him and then they get a ticket to go somewhere else and then she's like serving him sake and stuff um isn't that (laughs) i I mean it is the same movie yes i thought it was i honestly i thought it was a train for both of these movies am i nuts is this the same thing as uh well the fucking double actress thing that happened to me before? Am I losing it again?
0: You you could be.
1: Oh okay. Well, what someone'll it's, someone'll it's, it's someone like, like, comment, I'm sure. It's
0: like three women, you know.
1: It, it's a dream, dude. Okay, no. no, keep keep going. Yeah, talk about the boats and the trains because well, I'm sure someone'll comment I, and I correct I, me.
0: I don't have that much to say about it other than like the shots sure. are amazing throughout yep. this whole movie. Mm-hmm. I love his uh I mean Talking about John Ford and horizon lines, I mean. Where's the horizon, Jared? Well, there, you, it's always there. It's You can always see it in Ozu. There's, like, these horizon lines. Like, people are, like, like the lowness of the ground, and he frames the sky above, and you get, like, the mm-hmm. height of, like, telephone poles and, like, laundry lines and these figures, these, like, insignificant but also significant figures in these human dramas that play out in front of the camera and they're just mm-hmm. interacting these small little things these interactions of like hey I'm gonna pay this woman to uh, seduce this guy but guess what they'll, they'll just they fall in love no matter what they fall mm-hmm. in love and it's like and then I have to tell you hey just so you know false pretenses of how this relationship began but now I really love you and they go yeah that sounds good to me
1: it's like well I mean it story checks out now for now right? for
0: now for that's, now, that's exactly
1: what you'd want me to believe—that
0: wearing a mask is going to keep me alive.
1: Well, your story checks out for now, for now. but what about tomorrow, Jared? That's right. What does tomorrow hold? Uh, no, I'm. I uh, I think you and me are uh, right along the same ways. Same ways, ways. Uh, I think it's good. It looks great, but the story is a little overbooked. Floating, There's, floating weeds. Yeah, floating weeds. Yeah. There's just there's just a little too much going on where it's like I, I do think Ozu excels at the uh the one, one like one one theme, one kind of idea where it is either a man dying or a parent dies or like children not like appreciating their parents or children trying to be individuals outside of their parents or something like that. This one's got just a, a little bit too much going on where a lot of the stuff with the actress like being petty and stuff and like like you you understand it you're like okay i see why she did it but at the same time you're like but why is this even happening it's like it seems so seems so silly and like i know there's gonna be one person who's like this happened to me man my uncle was my dad and it's like yeah i know that like shit like that happens in real life but i think i think he just he excels at finding that's that one thing and doing that thing really well so it's a floating weeds is it's a Interesting bag. Looks great. Uh, it, man, is it hot in Japan? That's what I I took away from this. Oh, Everyone's yeah. got, got those towels on their heads like that are sunk in water. It's And they summer. just kind of resting on their heads. And they, you're like, man, it's hot over there.
0: They got those fans. They got those uh, all their house coats.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Some of the shots I really like, too, is, yeah, like uh, the the house coats where or it's just like people just kind of sitting around. It's like too hot to do anything. They're like, man, is it hot. So well, they just... Just sitting around waiting.
0: Well, there's there's a thing where people always go like, oh, it's getting cooler outside, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, because they're like, oh, it's so hot. How cold is Japan winter? I don't think it's too bad. It's definitely more. It's definitely. Well, actually, imagine it, it might be a little cold because of humidity. But I think the
1: Pacific Ocean is warmer.
0: Okay, I don't let's know. see
1: Japan winter they, temperatures. Fifty four degrees. What the fuck? Oh no, that's Fahrenheit. Stupid Fahrenheit. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that's like
0: 12 degrees Celsius. I was gonna say, man,
1: summer. Summer must be super hot. Yeah, 12 degrees. That's it's not bad for. Uh, in January, it says around 10. It's pretty nice. It's a, that's a that's pretty mild winter. I can see why they they wanted winter more than summer.
0: I guess it depends on which island you're on. There's a there's some range.
1: Well, in Creepsville, like the last couple of years, we've had negative 40 Celsius weather, so that's not nice. Yeah, it's it's a different experience. Not nice, Jarrett. Yeah, not nice at all. So, yeah, Floating Weeds and a story of Floating Weeds is an interesting story, a bit bogged down by an overbooking of talent. Hey, did you like that Toshiro Mifune line in uh, Floating Weeds? They go, oh, ha, ha, no, you're not. <laughs> and and then you just see a really sad guy go oh i guess not no you're not toshiro mifune some people say we're the toshiro mifune of podcasts that's that's possible who who would question us
0: hey guess what we see him next week for real yeah what are
1: we watching next week (laughs) Some, some kurosawa oh shit for real i don't even i'm going to it right now what are we even watching next week what did we watch this week I
0: don't know. Uh, while, you look, while, you, while you look that up, um, yeah, you want to find out about who hates? Stray Dog. There you go. You want to find out who <laughs> hates these movies? Yeah, sure. So first of all, for Story of Floating Weeds, mm-hmm. we've got two and a half stars. That's as low as it goes, apparently. Okay. Because I guess people aren't watching this. From Tommy Mendel. Ooh, Tom Mendelssohn? <laughs> this was one of the more up. lyrical, meditative, silent movies I've seen thanks to those beautiful scene-setting shots of overhead lights, tea kettles, and hanging laundry. That was a wonderful touch, but A Story of Floating Weeds doesn't get too many more points from me. Most of all, I never warmed up to the slightly confusing and contrived central melodrama. What's more, despite the presence of a fun ensemble, I didn't pick up a lot of vibrancy from the side characters, and I didn't think the movie was very successful at world-building overall. World-building, RJ.
1: World-building, come on. It ultimately
0: felt to me like the whole thing took place in two different houses, in a village that no one lived in. I think a beating heart was missing here that could have morphed this into a pensive little slice of life. Instead, I think it comes across as more of a
1: stilted parable. A what? A stilted parable? Like Bridges of Madison County?
0: Not unlike. Uh,
1: So this person actually doesn't have like a ton of ratings. I think they do the the review rating like out of 100. So they don't actually have a ton of star ratings. But one of their favorite films is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And uh, I'm sorry, Frank Santoro. I already dislike that movie now. Just because of this. Just because of this stuff. Look, at, look how it ruined me, Jarrett.
0: Bartman. <laughs> nice. Do the Bartman?
1: People are still doing the Bartman, Jarrett. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere.
0: Um, Bartman, two and a half stars. Mm-hmm. A traveling theater descends upon a small town.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do they kill them? <laughs>
0: Uh, The head of the theater takes time out to visit his former wife and his son, who believes his father was a civil servant who died before he was born. When his current mistress finds out, she plots revenge. Ozu's story of floating weeds is a film that pleasantly ambles along with a bit of comedy and a bit of drama, but rarely ever kicks or bites. It's also a very mm. patriarchal family or film. The man is left mostly off the hook for his past and present transgressions, while the mistress is portrayed as a mean harpy, even though she certainly has reasons to gripe.
1: Does she? Does he? Does she? I don't know. I didn't watch this movie. I'm legitimately asking. Um, so doing the Bartman, Jarrett. Uh, it's actually a lot of their like liked movies are. It's all like Criterion stuff. So very, very well and good. Some one and a half star films include Upstream Color, Ten to Midnight with Charles Bronson, The Mechanic with Charles Bronson, also one and a half star. Apparently, The Ritual one and a half star. Very strange. Here's their favorite films Winter Light, Late Spring, Black Narcissist, and Distant Voices Still Lives, whatever that may be. So, uh, lots of like, I don't know, just lots of criterion stuff. Uh, five stars, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Damn. 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 That might movie might be five stars. It might be my favorite movie, but no. <laughs> Not having it. RJ, I haven't even seen it. You, like, well, you have to. In twelve years, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, if we watch like all the John Cassavetes movies in like one one day, we'll be we'll be caught up no time. Up to Spy we, in a Thousand. We'll watch a uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz in one week, all fifteen <sighs> hours. Watch uh, all sixteen Godzilla movies.
1: We could, but we won't. <sighs>
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then so hopping over to Floating Weeds, mm-hmm. we have a half-star review from one J.P. Suska. Okay. This was the worst movie I've ever seen. It makes Ooh. Jess Franco movies look like Christopher Nolan movies. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is for the Criterion Creeps, who read bad reviews of the Criterion movie they are currently talking about. I live in Calgary and have only been to Creepsville once and ended up losing my shoes there and my car. Went to the comic Mm. book store there, asked for Jarrett, purchased a single Anne Hathaway Dark Knight Rises pin for posterity. Jarrett, Mm. I was at the Globe screening of Suspiria, and in front of me was this guy who was nattering on about Jess Franco. Alas, I was Mm. too shy. RJ, as a fellow Hungarian who carries oh. a Hungarian passport, first dictatorship in the European Union. Hooray, I guess. I am filled <laughs> with Hungarian pride every time you mispronounce a Hungarian word.
1: I don't think I've ever mispronounced a Hungarian word.
0: Ozu ever. rocks. Jean-Paul Suska.
1: Well, I mean, they f- they figured it out, Jarrett. They figured out how to S- get to us.
0: suska Suka?
1: Well, I just mean people in general. they uh, they figured it out. I would be interested to hear more about JP. Suska, which is Hungarian pronunciation. hundred percent. 100%. Uh, and I'd, I'd want to know if they are, in fact, right near Creepsville, because maybe we'll do a huge meetup one day. Frank Solano will come. Oliver Granger will fly over. It's not very far from him, like a half hour or some flight for him. Jay Peterson, all the boys. Sam Sanchez, he'll come up for a rip too. They're all going to be here, boys and girls, because we got female listeners to mature it. And uh, we'll do a little meetup. I find their review interesting and I hope they didn't see you in real life because it's uh something you don't come back from. Something you don't come back from.
0: Chris writes one star. Pretty oh. pretty boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, Chris. This It's not good to judge people on their appearance. <laughs> let's look at their favorite films oh come on there we go that's better <laughs> uh i mean people can find travel dude chris on their own if they choose to <laughs> favorite films are what all right well come on santan tango decalogue workmeister harmony Shoa. get fucked dude those aren't <laughs> your favorite movies come on those are nobody's favorite movies <laughs> Pick the longest movies in the world. I love these. Oh, yeah. I like to pretend. <sighs> Jared. I, hey, I uh,
0: the- they're, they are desperately looking for a Kara Garga invite. So.
1: What's Kara Garga? Uh, well, you better, uh, you, someone will let you know. I won't. I don't know what that is, and I'm not going to look it up because then I I will start getting targeted ads for weird porno stuff like you do. Oh, this person gave one star to Interview with a Vampire? Get out of here. One star to Princess Mononoke? One star to a woman under the influence? What is this? Madness. Madness, Jarrett.
0: About uh, UJ. Hmm? UJ Rosas. UJ Rosas? Oh, yeah. yeah. One and a half star. Look at that guy. I think is the I think is the most boring Ozu film.
1: I think Ozu would say the same about him. <laughs> I mean, they. Just, it's like it's it's the same stuff all the time, you know. Barry Lyndon, New York, Buster Keaton movies, pretentious ass motherfuckers. Although those movies are good. Half star to the Bank Dick. That's weird. Half star to El Topo. Rambo, Last Blood, Half Star? Come on, Half Star to Mommy, you know that hit Canadian movie from Xavier Dolan, Jared? Oh, yeah. You know that. One. I know it. You know that one. Half Star to Cries and Whispers, Half Star to Inman Empire. Eh, that one's no, it's not. I mean, I don't know about half a star, but and then how many five star? Eight, nine 5 star films, Jer. Nine hundred and eighty-eight five star films.
0: And Floating Weeds ain't one of them.
1: No, but Roadhouses apparently, and Chicken Run, <laughs> and Chicken Run, Space Jam, Onward, which only came out a month ago, so apparently it's five stars still. What else we got in here? The Irishman, five stars. Come on, get out of here. We got, uh, we got
0: one more because okay. why not? Renton Duke, okay, misogynistic trash. Is it the hands up over
1: and je te demande pardon, Richard? What? I don't totally understand this, but then again, I don't understand many things. Their bio says they are an Audrey Hepburn fan account. Favorites equal new crush. Whatever that means. Uh, Five stars to Funny Games. Come on, get out of here. Get it. I mean, the rest are just five stars to Princess Mononoke. At least they got that one right. Mm, I don't know, Jared. Five stars, Perfect Blue. That's cool. Five stars, The Apartment. That's cool. But Funny Games? Nah, 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 nah. They gave a half star to Chicago. Good. I thought you loved that movie. Yeah.
0: Whatever the opposite of that is is true. Super Evolve? Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. Well,
0: that's enough hate. Sure. I don't get it. I don't get that, but... Nobody does. That's fine. Um, Any other thoughts on on these weeds? You know, when I was looking up musical inclusions, I was like, hey, what are some songs about weeds? Guess what I got a lot of? Marijuana. Turns out a lot of musicians write songs about marijuana what's that and that also I you know weed is a euthanism for marijuana what's that I've never heard of that gets you high
1: like physically physically high what does that mean I don't know what are, what is a drug
0: tell me about uh, tell me about ozu we're gonna be watching another ozu in like a couple months.
1: I'll tell you about him then.
0: You'll you have some final thoughts then? Yeah, don't pressure me now. You're gonna close the door on him then? Yeah.
1: Forever. Was that the last Ozu in the collection? No. Oh, no, well no. then no.
0: Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. And it's funny, we'll be watching early summer in late summer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't you can't write this stuff, Jarrett.
0: Yeah, sure can't because if you did you would just delete it
1: yeah people don't care
0: after the break we're getting on that boat we're gonna get on that fucking boat what about a train we're gonna get on that fucking boat you're gonna get on that boat what? <laughs> haven't you wrecked enough lives you son of a bitch huh
2: <laughs> um, I- planting roses I was pulling weeds I gathered all my vegetables took every
0: So, RJ, have you got any bastards running around that you know about?
1: Well, there's this guy named Jarrett. I think he's been described as many things. You're not my dad. Not yet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can email us at criteriafeas at gmail.com. And Uh I have to to get a message to my mom.
1: (laughs) Warning her? (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be, it'll be a long time from now when you're, when you need someone to look up to.
0: Oh God, (laughs) are we going to go to jail?
1: Well, you ever seen a movie called Edmund?
0: (laughs) Do will have to get on your body?
1: You're going to get on the body, said Shocker from the hit Spider-Man franchise.
0: We've got a Facebook page, we're on Instagram, mm-hmm. we're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan, he's Barn mm-hmm. We've got a YouTube page. We're on Patreon. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. You know, I, one thing I was thinking about was a lot of like YouTube people they with Patreons, they like do shout outs to their patrons. And we okay. don't and we don't, we definitely don't do that.
1: Shout Shout-out out to one of our patrons right now. Justin Peterson. There you go. Shout out to one of our OnlyFans subscribers right now,
0: Andrea Baylog.
1: She's uh she's the only fan in this house. If you know what I'm saying, yeah.
0: You, 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 no, you, no one else can stand you. You put on that show for free.
1: It's not free.
0: Just like how SoundCloud's not free, so oh, we, sure. we we appreciate those Patreon bucks. Mm-hmm. But Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and all that jazz mm-hmm. makes this podcast free for you all to listen to. So uh, if you have a hardcore cinephile, unrepentant, Mm -hmm. disgusting human being in your life, let them
1: know about the podcast so they can get angry about our opinions. Mm -hmm. Tell them to support us financially and we will give them support via exposure.
0: Just give us money and free drawings of Ernest Borgnine as a Borg.
1: And we will give you free exposure. But after you submit that image to us, we own it. We own it.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's mine.
1: That is our property. You can't sue us if we recreate it. Next week,
0: uh huh. Spine 233. And I'm pretty sure, sure I is. messed up the spine numbers the other week. <laughs> oh, Because who cares? Whatever. <laughs>
1: who cares? <laughs> we're, di- we're dying on the inside and out. So whatever.
0: Akiro Kurosawa and his film Stray Dog. From 1949 okay. Cool He's back baby
1: Who Kurosawa
0: Yeah What's he doing now A uh, movie about a, a dog man What kind of man A dog man A good dog You could I, I hope he's a good dog Yeah
1: me too Me too Nice Nice <laughs> Nice Very nice We've been talking for like five hours <sighs> Almost Yeah Almost Somehow Yeah uh, Good night. Only fans. Jesus wept. Jesus did weep. I watched like half an hour of that. Uh, I'll tell you about that off air. Never mind.